Welcome everybody to the Nosebleed Sports Podcast. Doing it again a little differently today. Uh, but to start out, I am Adam Schmidt, starting things off this week for a little change of pace. And That's with right. me, with me as always, is my cousin, Chris Witt. Chris, how are you? Buddy, if I was any better, I would be you. Man. All right. Um, <clears throat> that's not a change of pace. We do that one every single no, week. that's exactly the normal <laughs> way we do everything. <laughs> um, so, and, and to keep things rolling uh, as close to similar as we can, we want to start out first and foremost by thanking uh, the folks who, as you always eloquently put it, uh, taking care of the people that take care of us. And that begins with training personally with Peggy Edwards. No matter your level of fitness, if you like to be challenged, if you need to be challenged, you want the benefit of working with a personal trainer, but you don't want to have to pay that enormous cost of a personal trainer, then training personally with Peggy Edwards is what you need to check out. Training personally is interval circuit training for all levels with a personal trainer at your pace on your time when it's best for you. Uh, Peggy Edwards keeps your workouts safe. She keeps them fresh and fun. You can find the information you need several places. Right now, training personally is, is closed, mandated, statewide mandated. Of course, no gyms are open. But when we get back to everything, and we're going to talk about when that might be, uh, when, when, that does, when that time comes, you can visit training personally. Go check it out for yourself. Walk in. You don't have to have an appointment or anything. Walk in anytime you want. Peggy will greet you. Uh, just tell her you're there to check things out. Tell her you uh, the Nosebleed Sports Podcast sent you. And uh, if you decide, you she'll show you around and uh, explain everything to you. And if you decide you want to become a member of that thing, you tell Peggy Edwards that, that you heard about training personally from the Nosebleed Sports Podcast. She will give you your first month for free. So go visit her, 3634 Budno Avenue in Cincinnati, Ohio. Uh, you can find information, all the information you need at trainingpersonally.com. You can find it at facebook.com slash trainingpersonally. Or you can contact Peggy Edwards, 513-328-0296. That's Peggy Edwards, Training Personally, 513-328-0296. Now, Chris. Adam, you got to love it, man, because she is going to – the fact that she – because people walk in and say Nosebleed Sports Podcast, she gives them a full month. That's like – that's more than – that's like $50, right? 50 or more dollars to, it's, to, for that. It's up to you. You can save a lot of – although it's not a, it's not nearly the same cost that, that you would actually be paying a personal trainer, but you're getting that personal trainer sure. uh, experience. Um, it, it's still way cheaper than that normally, but – However many, if you want to go every single day that she's open, that the gym is open for an entire month, the cost of what it would cost you every single day to go, you're saving that money. So whatever it would cost you normally, you are saving that much money for an entire month. 30 days, however much that is, consult with Peggy Edwards on the cost. She has several different payment plans, several different options, membership options. Um, so, so contact her and figure all that stuff out, but definitely go check it out. 
you know, if you're on the fence or if you're just not sure, you don't know if you're ready to do it or whatever, just go up there and talk to her. You don't, she's not going to make you work out right away. She's not going to push you the first day. She's just going to talk to you about it and give you all the information about it. And you're going to leave there feeling pretty good, to be honest with you. I, there's just, I just can't imagine a scenario where you're not going to be like, you know what, working out's hard, but this seems like a place that's that's a good place for me to start out. Or if, you, if you're already in great shape and you want to continue or, or take the next step up or whatever, she can she can put you in that position too. So yeah, yeah go just go talk to her. And, uh, and you're right. You are saving however much money you decide you want to save. Basically, that's how much you're saving for the first month. <laughs> Adam, I got to say something before this podcast gets kicked off because there's a lot of fun things. Uh, that we're gonna be actually. There's pretty much just one big thing we're gonna talk about for the most part, and that's the last day. Uh, before we talk about that, I gotta tell you something. Okay. I love the fact that I can hold this clicky pen in my hand during a podcast, <laughs> and I can click away, and Adam Schmidt cannot take it from me. Oh, I can hear when it, we pal. Do the podcast at home. <laughs> Adam, when I start clicking a clicky pen, he gives me the uh, the, the evil the eye death of stare. death. The evil eye of death and reaches his hand out and just palm up to the sky. Just palm up to the sky as if, and, and takes the his four fingers and brushes them towards himself, basically saying, give it to me. Let's go. Give it to me. Yeah. And I give him my, pen, my clicky pen. And he takes it from me. But now I got a clicky pen. Now I got a clicky pen. Folks, if you're listening, if you're listening to this on whatever you're listening to it on, enjoy the click pen today. I'm gonna, I'm putting it, I'm gonna try to keep it down, but it's right in front of me. Very well. When I get excited, when I get amped up, there's a good chance I'm gonna have it in my hand, and you'll hear a few clicks in the background. It is what it is. I apologize. On that note, Adam. What's first, buddy? What do you want to talk about first today? Um, you know, we, we like you mentioned, and like everybody's doing, even like the professional shows on major networks, they're all doing those shows from their remote locations, from their homes, basically. And um, and we're doing the same thing. So um, it, it's, you know, it's because we are not supposed to, We're because we're trying to flatten the curve, right? Um, flatten the curve. We're all in this together. We're all in this together. We're flattening the curve. Let's think about as many cliches as we can already that are that are around for this thing. But um, because of the pandemic, have cliches, the, have cliches been uh, transformed to hashtags? I'm sure. Are cliches yeah. now just hashtags? Like, will kids, <laughs> will the, the the new generation not even know what a cliche is and just call it a hashtag? You know, that's a good point. And I will bet you if you get on Twitter and any cliche that you can possibly think of that has ever existed in the history of mankind, I'll bet you could put hashtag that cliche and there will be a a trending topic or whatever it's called, a topic. I bet you could put, you could put pound or number sign, whatever, and get it. Yes, I guarantee. As a matter of fact, I'm going to try to remember to start doing that. On a signs on a keyboard already had more than one name and now have a third so i'm looking at a keyboard you've got a parentheses right that's just a parentheses right uh a star that's just a star or multiplication so i guess that could be the multiplication sign i'll give you that is that the asterisk yeah the asterisk Ooh, 
Oh, asterisk. So that does have two. That's, that's two. I forgot the word asterisk. There you go. And we're going to call it multiplication. Okay. The ampersand. The ampersand, which right. is the and sign. There's two there. Right. General uh, Mills, right? Yep. Uh, General <laughs> Mills, yep. The percentage is the percentage. Oh, you, the six. I missed that. The hat. The little uh, oh, the carrot. Little carrot. Yeah. That does nothing. That doesn't even have a name. Dollar sign, <laughs> which is just the dollar sign. Uh, skip three. Go to the at symbol, which is just at. And the exclamation point. Then you yeah. have the number symbol, which also could mean pound, right? On the telephone, so press right? Press pound on the telephone, right? The number sign, or now a hashtag. What a, yeah. what, a, what a key! What a what a fabulous key that is on the on the old uh, dial tone. That's, that's uh, insane. Yeah. All right, enough about that. Let's get into the code, dude. Let's. <laughs> Uh, I'm going to swipe left, swipe right to start you off. Please do. I think this is the best place to put this. Right now, uh, it seems to be that a lot of people I know are getting puppies because they know they're going to be home with them and they can raise them and try to potty train them and get them going, right? <clears throat> so a lot of people are getting puppies right now. And no, I'm not going to ask you swipe left, swipe right on a puppy during the coronavirus quarantine because your answer is obviously swipe left. You already know my answer. Because you don't want a puppy at any point in time whether you have time for it or not. <laughs> my question for you is, because I think this, uh, I won't say, uh, dog name, naming your new puppy during the coronavirus, naming him COVID. Um, uh, definitely swipe left. Why would you really? name anything COVID? I I feel like COVID's a kind of a cool name. COVID. COVID. Come here, boy. COVID. Yes, but COVID. it's That's the perfect two-syllable word like you want for your dog, your dog name. You want a two-syllable word. Da-da, come here. Da-da, come here. Da-da, come here. Da-da, come here. You want that two-syllable. I like Or da-da, get away if you're me. Yeah, da-da, get down. Da-da, whatever. I like, I, I, I kind of, I kind of think COVID, if this would have never happened and someone's like, what's your dog's name? Oh, it's COVID. Well, it's, that's kind of cool. I like that. It's it's not a bad sounding name. It doesn't sound bad. It's kind of like David or something. But I mean, no one names their dog David. But so close to COVID and David are so close. Um, so I, I, as a matter of fact, I just decided right now that everyone that I know named David is now I'm gonna now call COVID and pretend like I am accidentally calling them COVID. Um, but anyway. <laughs> Um, anyway, and we'll talk about COVID Robinson later when we talk about the, uh, 92 dream team and the Spurs, but, yes, we will. um, but we'll, uh, <laughs> so no swipe left. Don't see it, it, it doesn't, it doesn't sound, it doesn't, yeah, it doesn't sound bad, but everyone knows what that means. It's a, it's a, it's a global pandemic. It's, it has so, killed, soon. it has killed like hundreds of thousands of people so in the world. It's, like it's a virus. Dog, it's like calling your dog SARS. It's like calling your yeah. SARS. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Come here, cancer. Come here. Cancer is two syllables too. All right. Come here, cancer. Okay. Come here. Oh, good cancer. Good cancer. I feel like you know? might kill a few more people than this. Like. Well, well, sure. Over time. Yeah. I mean, it's been around a lot longer, but I mean, <laughs> but I guess, still. I guess you don't want to name your dog after anything that kills something. So you don't name sure. it like machete. No. Yeah, I wouldn't name my dog. Although, I mean, you know, people name their dogs. Uh, Gunner? Yeah, that's a person. That's a, that's a people are named that, sure. Um, people, you know, yeah. 
I, I've heard of dogs named like Dozer and stuff like that for bulldozer and uh, sure, sure. I don't know. I'm sure people have died from a bulldozer before. I Absolutely. I somebody with a skid loader, which is uh, you know kind of close to a bulldozer. So. <laughs> God. Okay. Um, I never told you the, the 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 I never told you that story. I don't know. I don't think so. No, if right. you almost we'll killed somebody. We'll save that for a different podcast. We'll we'll save okay. that for the I almost killed somebody podcast. Okay. Um, <laughs> oh, oh we have to have one of those. That'll be far after after the COVID the COVID casts are done. <laughs> okay. So anyway, all right. So what? So so when are we gonna be? So they want to start opening this country up uh, by the end of this month, uh, beginning of next month, beginning of May, right? Which That's is kind of the which is like a we're talking about which is like a week and a half away. It's a week and a half away. Uh, there's guidelines that they want to have for it. We're gonna get into sports. I promise you, we're gonna do a whole lot of last dance. But real quick, I just wanted to go over this because I got a question for Adam, and I want to know what he thinks. So. Uh, they, they want to start opening the country up, but they have guidelines that they want to put out, which one of the guidelines is you have to be, your cases have to be, have to be on a consistent downward slope for 14 days, 14 days. That's one of the things. Per uh, state? Is, it, is that? What, what, what? Do what? Is it per state you mean? Yeah, per state. Okay. That, that's what the, that's what the, the federal government guidelines has put out that they want each state to have a downward uh, trajectory, you know, the, the, on the other side of the curve, heading downwards on cases per day. Sure. Um, and, and continue that streak for 14 days so you don't have extra little spikes. And then they can start figuring out their own ways to reopen their states and do all their stuff, which that's way more political and way more intricate than this podcast is ready to get into <laughs> by far. So my question for you, when do I get to see your gorgeous face in front of me down in Rum Dum Studios where I currently am and not staring at you on my iPad over FaceTime on your couch? By the way, I'm so happy that I had you move your, I had him, I had Adam move his, um, phone down to the tabletop because he's recording today, not me, because we've had some computer issues, and he's got basketball shorts on. Good work, by the way. I have I have not had anything but basketball shorts on for I don't know six weeks now, something like that. Uh, five I'm, or six I'm, weeks. I'm on I'm on five weeks. Twice huh. I have not. Uh, uh, I'll, I'll, or or like my Jordan sweatpants. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and not the ones that, that suck tight to your ankles because we've had this podcast before. <laughs> Don't give me sweatpants that uh, have any elastic on the bottom or I will blow them up in your face. You're so, uh, basketball shorts every single day for the last five weeks for me, except for two Fridays out of this whole thing. There's been two Fridays where we've had, uh, we've had fancy Fridays. Oh, yeah, I had Just a at the house? Friday. This past Friday, I had myself a little suit on, got a little tie, did a little house party on the on the house party app, <laughs> hooked up uh, hooked up a little fancy Friday. Yeah. Yeah. So so it's funny you say that. My group at uh, at work, uh, like our department, we have we've had I think for the last couple of weeks we've just had like once a week for you know a half hour or something. Just had kind of a little check in because we haven't seen each other and and five weeks or whatever it is, five or six weeks. And, um, so 
they like everybody's talking about oh i miss seeing everybody and i miss having fun at work and you know in person with everybody yeah. and uh and so they said my boss and said this is the greatest thing that's ever happened to me <laughs> i really have i've been honest about that i'm like look guys i i mean i i love you guys but i uh i'm really liking awesome. i'm really liking being by myself <laughs> um <laughs> but anyway so uh <laughs> But she said, uh, my boss said, okay, next week we're turning cameras on, all right? Because we all have like the, you know, we do the little sticker or the little, uh, the you do the uh, the sticky note or whatever over your camera on your laptop, you know? So that's at least I do that. And almost, that? Why, almost everybody why does. Why do people do that? Why do people do that? Just yeah. to, to make sure that you can't be seen. Just, just to make sure that you're not being watched or looked at or something like that don't you have to like turn that thing on i think i think i think so but i think it companies like i it departments at bigger companies i think especially if it's a a work issued laptop i think they have access maybe not all of them but there are enough people that have Is told this me to do this thing i don't know about it's no, Should I, I, I on my phone, that little camera, the little selfie cam. Should I be covering that up all the time? Um, I, if it's a if it's a work phone. By the way, people, that is not me clicking right now. That is Adam. Can you hear that? Anyway, it's it's oh, a. Yeah. Uh, it's uh the cap on the uh, yeah, yeah. See, I have the same problem you do. That's why I don't. <laughs> that's why I don't have any click pens. Um, so I want to know about this conspiracy before we get into the last dance. I want to know about this because if this is something for real, hold on a second. Wait, wait, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. So you think at some point in time, so you cover up the camera on your computer when you're using? I, I've, mm -hmm. I've got a computer in front of me right now. Yeah. Uh, there's a camera on it, so you cover that up. You cover that little, oh, that yeah. little camera. Definitely, yeah. And Always the reason have. is. Because there is, I think there is a way, like I said, like people can see you that, yeah, that like, like people Here's, smart enough to, to hack into can your, yeah. can I be honest with you? That sounds like a lunatic conspiracy theory and it's Not so silly. I, okay. I guarantee at any point in time, if somebody wanted to get on this computer in front of me and access the, access the. Uh, uh, the camera via the fact that I'm connected to Wi-Fi or whatever. I right. totally and I watch enough uh, person of interest and I love that show and all <laughs> kinds of stuff where I totally believe that's definitely possible. Okay. However, there's no way I'll ever cover that up because if you really want to see this ugly mug or whatever I'm doing at the, <laughs> any moment in time in front of my computer or phone, <laughs> that's on you, dude. That is totally on you. <laughs> Okay. Totally <laughs> enjoy yourself. I say enjoy yourself. If you want to see this, there might be a day where I got my shirt off, lounging <laughs> on the couch, playing some game on my phone with my with my uh, man boobies, you know, <laughs> jiggling because I'm trying to do something on my phone. Hey, listen, that's on you. If that's what you're into, I'm glad I could hook you up. And listen. Why would somebody want to look at me on this computer? And if they do... I'm not doing anything illegal, so what do I care if they're looking at me? Look at me. Yeah, uh, and that's exactly why I will not try to hack into your computer. <laughs> <laughs>
so so you're welcome for that <laughs> um yeah. for for not trying to do that but now, uh yes that is a real thing tried to do that before. yeah enough enough people have told me that over the years at different companies i've worked for and stuff that um i, I always kind of had that that what, I, what feeling do, like what are you doing what are you doing while you have your computer open <laughs> you're scared somebody can see nothing you. i just don't if i feel like typing? it's different I, though when you when you typing? when you think you're alone you may not i don't i don't know there's just not you don't act the same around okay you do <laughs> but <laughs> a lot of people don't act exactly the same all the time when they're alone compared to when they're around other people you know like a, a perfect example is I am so not – that's the worst part about being home, working from home. I find it way too easy to pick up my phone every 30 seconds and click on Twitter or Instagram or whatever or uh, Tinder sure. or <laughs> Bumble or – you know yeah. what I mean? Or uh, you know, do a little swiping. We are going to get back into that at some point in time. We are going to get <laughs> back into – I've got I've got a lot of stories from those things, man. I can I can I can bring up here that one might be kind of fun. So, uh, but yeah, I don't know. There's just a thing. I don't want people to be able to watch me, even if I'm not doing anything. And I'm not. I'm not. It doesn't. I'm not trying to hide from anybody. But it's. I don't want to feel like there's a remote possibility that somebody could be watching me. So anyway, that's why man, that that's why so I cover up. That makes me, that makes me want to keep my computer open more. <laughs> sure, and do I'm weird like, stuff on purpose, right? <laughs> please, please, no, I'm not going to do anything different. I'm just going to do what I do every day, which is nothing. Which is weird. Absolutely nothing. So, why do you want to look at me? Why are people? That's what I want to know. Why? I, now that you say that, I I had a I had a guy that I used to work with that. Uh, had one of those over his computer, and I always used to think he had a little piece of tape over it. And I was always—I thought he broke his computer. Now I know nope. what he was doing. Now it makes me want to know: What are you hiding? What are you doing at home? <laughs> what are you doing on your free time that no one can see? I don't care if it's you know uh, doing things you shouldn't. Well, doing things that. I don't even know how to explain it, but without getting too graphic yeah. on a, we try to keep this thing G-rated. Yeah. But even if Sni you're doing sniffing, that, sniffing a little powdered donut, huh? Uh, that wasn't what I was getting at. I know. I was that, trying to get... I feel like that might be worse than what I, what I was <laughs> I feel like less people, way less people will do that than what I was talking about. But even if you're doing either of those, that's on you, man. That's, that's, your, that's your thing. Oh, if somebody man. wants to watch you, if somebody wants to watch you... That's, I mean, that's not changing the way I'm acting. I'm okay. telling you that right now. Here's the Are thing. We done with this? Now I want powdered donuts, but the question is, besides that, the question house, is, if you were here in Rum Dum Studios, you could have a couple of small Hostess powdered donuts before you left. God, I just, I really, I haven't had those in a long time. I'm gonna have to powdered and chocolate. I'm gonna have to, I'm gonna have to put an order in at Kroger um, for some powdered donuts. But anyway. So yeah, the question is. You know the one on Warsaw. You gotta be careful with that powder. <laughs> Coca-Cola donuts, or at least the first part of that word. That's right. Um, That's right. Okay, so the question is basically, when when are we gonna be allowed to be around each other and be normal? 
Is that is that the case? Is that the thing? Uh, way to bring it back. Yes, I forgot what the question was, but that was my question. Okay. To me, and and I'm not following as much as I was at first. Uh, at least this week, I feel like I haven't been keeping up on all the news and everything every day about it. But but from everything I've heard so far, it sounds to me like there's a possibility that it might make sense to wait until it might be another what is it? It might be another three, four months before it really makes sense to start getting back to where we can be closer to normal. Uh, it's, it's probably going to be a lot from what I understand. It might be a year or something like that before actually everything is completely back to normal. And there are still people that are talking about, we may never, it may never be acceptable to shake hands again. We may. Adam, it's not going to happen. I know. I'm going to tell you all right now. I am going when they say it's okay. I'm shaking every flipping hand that gets in front of me. I'm hugging every man. I'm hugging every woman. I'm kissing cheeks. I'm kissing faces, noses. I don't care. I'm touching like crazy. I miss. I miss touching people. I yeah. miss touching other people. Well, maybe it, that's why people don't want to look on my computer. And that's and and, and I you I think you're kind of saying that tongue in cheek, but that's a real thing. Like. Physical touch is a real thing, is a real human need. It's a, it's a, it's a basic human need, and and it's a lot stronger for some people than it is for others, obviously. But uh, <laughs> you and I are, you and I are perfect uh, ends of the spectrum for that. <laughs> but uh, so, but that's the thing is, it might be you might be excited about that because you're a you're a um, an affectionate person, but when it's for other people that might not be quite that way. We're, you know, people like me, we're going to be a little, you know, we're going to be a little skittish about, about that for a long time. I feel like I think I definitely am. I'm still going to, I'm going to hate having to go back and get gas again at the gas pump. Cause a million people touch that thing. And it, it's just going to be, I'm just not going to like going back into a United dairy farmers when there's 15 people in line and, and it's very crowded at the front of the store or like a, you know, anywhere where you you know or you go back to kroger or home depot on a saturday or something like that and it's they're just people everywhere I, and people aren't I, aren't being as careful anymore because they're like because they got the word like oh it's it's better now or it's more okay almost now there, yeah and, and people are just gonna either i that's i think it's gonna be either you take off with it and overdo it right away just because you're dying to get back to normal or People are gonna be like I'm probably gonna be um, still very leery for a long Stay time about yeah uh, about being around people just because it's not it's just you know until it's a, thing, it's a big thing to worry about is the extra is the second bump right yeah you don't want a second bump so like I said hey I'm not gonna do it I'm not hugging people I'm not shaking <laughs> hands until they say bless America it is okay to go back to life again when that happens. My brother-in-law and sister-in-law came to the house today. Uh, they, we, we were all in the front yard, social distancing like you're supposed to and everything like that. And he started getting a little chill. He had a T-shirt on. And I looked at him and I said, I'm not even going to offer you a blanket because I just want to come give you a hug. I just want to <laughs> snuggle with you right now. And he said, you are weird. I have a sweatshirt in the car. <laughs> and that was the perfect response. That was the appropriate response yes. from him. Um, okay. Speaking so, so, so what, what, what are you thinking though? Uh, how long, how long 
based on I, information I that you have. With, uh, with a guy that, so, so my business that I do, I'm, I'm an outside salesman. I go into uh, different businesses, uh, you know, anywhere from, from three or four to seven or eight businesses a day, shake hands with anywhere from, you know, 10 to 100 people per day. Uh, so, so, so what I do right now is, is I'm a first grade teacher at my house. So, cause obviously you can't do any of that. Right. I had a conversation with somebody who does the same thing as me, uh, for my company on Monday. Today is Wednesday going into Thursday morning. Uh, so Wednesday, uh, so I had a conversation on Monday and I was hope you, you know, you hear two weeks and you're like, nah, two weeks. It's going to be a little longer than that. And uh, I think we both said before we'll be allowed to even, you know, before someone like me can go and do my job, minus the handshaking and things like that, mm -hmm. just going, being able to get out and, and, and look at somebody, um, uh, it, it's at least a month. We're at least a month away. Oh, you think I it's think. only a month? Uh, minimal. Minimal okay. a month. Uh, I think in a month... Ohio, where we live in Ohio, uh, probably Kentucky and Indiana, our surrounding little areas, they'll probably start, you're going to see in a month things start freeing up, I think, and they're going to allow people to do certain things. But people like with what I do, I don't know, not just will I be allowed to, I may be allowed to by government standards, but will they, uh, will, will the people that I go see want me? to come in. So that's why I come with you is, do I want you in my house? And not for, not for your sake. I want you in my house. Uh, not for my sake. Sorry. Not for my sake. Like, do I want you to come here? Cause I think you're going to give me something. Right. If anything, I'm giving it to you. It's no doubt. <laughs> right. I mean, we all know if, if any, there's going to be a passing of germs. It's not from Adam to Chris. It's from Chris to Adam. <laughs> so right. the real question is, when do you feel like you're going to feel comfortable enough to come into this German-infested uh, rum-dum studios <laughs> that we are in, in the bottom basement corner of my of my basement? <laughs> as soon as you stop drinking floor ice, that's when oh, I'll be over. <laughs> okay, so two things. We're going to be okay. We're getting into the last dance. I swear to God, we're going to get into the last dance after these two stories. Uh, so. First story is what happened today. Uh, I have a lot of computer issues trying to get things working. We've had a lot of issues, as people out there know. Uh, this has not been the easiest transition for us. Neither of us are the most technical people in the world. And there's wires all over my basement and computers that are old, and I can't figure everything out. Adam's over there. We're trying to make this work the best we can. I moved something in a wire, knocked my cup over, and spilled my, my drink and ice all over the floor in my basement. And there's without a doubt, I mean, Adam's, Adam's been here for a long time, man. There's dead bugs and everything over here. It's, it is what it is. We're in, the, we're in a basement. We're in a creek crawler basement over here. I was counting the ice cubes as I put them back in my drink and poured vodka back over them. I think whatever's in there is dead. So I think we're good. <laughs> and I put him right back. Adam said, "You're, you're, you are getting rid of those, right?" And I said, "Yeah, into my gullet." <laughs> that reminds me of a scene that is so underrated in one of my favorite movies of all time, Friday, when 
His dad is laying in his bed watching TV and calls Craig in from outside to go get him a drink out of the refrigerator. Go get him a glass of ice water. And Craig, so Craig's like, you kidding me? You called me in here for that? So he does it, drops the, drops a cube of ice on the floor, <laughs> looks at the camera like, oh yeah, puts it in the cup. Because he knows, because he's not a psycho, he knows that's disgusting and dirty. So he puts it back in the water, takes it to his dad, and he's like, it took you long enough. And he's like, I know. <laughs> anyway, I'm not going to start getting into the lyrics of the movie. But he, uh, so he, he walks away and he takes a drink and he puts his finger in his mouth and fishes out something and rubs it on his, on the, on the, on the little thin spaghetti strap of his wife beater. <laughs> oh, such an underrated scene. Love it. Uh, that guy just died a few years ago. The dad from Friday. John Witherspoon a few months ago, yeah, I think, didn't he? So funny. It was last year. It wasn't that long. It was last year. It was the end of 2019. Yeah. Anyway, um, so that was, that's great. But story number two, which I'm going to go, I'm going to go ahead and throw it out there. Do it. Do you know what I'm about to say? No, I don't. Now I'm worried. <laughs> oh, okay. Last week on the podcast, I wasn't drinking last week. Uh, just water, <laughs> Coke Zero. I had uh, I, I had a tall glass of water, and I had two Coke Zeros. And the podcast was going on. And Adam, oh, uh, yes. Afterwards, Adam called me out. There was a moment in time where <laughs> I tried to turn my microphone down, but apparently Adam could hear it. I don't know if you guys could hear it back home or not. Uh, it might have sounded like uh, someone urinating uh, on the podcast. I, I have a, I, I had, I had something to use, and I, I was sitting at the desk, continuing the podcast, and uh, just went ahead and just let go right on the podcast, right here, right here in the Rum Dump Studio. I so when I listen back to it the next day, I listen on um, on Apple Podcast or iTunes, whatever you want to call okay. it, and I could not. I knew where it was, but I could not hear it on there. I could hear it clear as day, buddy, when it was happening <laughs> over over Facetime. Last, if you go to last week's podcast, which will be episode one hundred, one hundred, right? The Pcast. We're gonna call it the Pcast. <laughs> uh, episode one hundred. Uh, you're going to hear a point in that podcast where Adam goes, he pauses and he says, did I lose you? <laughs> and uh, that's what was happening. Yeah, no, I think, I think I was saying something. I paused when I realized what, what, I'm, what I was pretty sure was going on. And then you said, and then I saw like a little yeah, tiny said, smirk on your face because I think you knew you were caught. I think you knew you were caught and you said, and you tried to play it off and you were like, did I lose you? And I was like, and then I realized that you think you like, I think, I think you thought you knew, I knew what was going on and you were trying to play it off. So then I was trying to play it off too, so that we could just like, you know, get past it. I wish you would have called me out. So we are, we do this on FaceTime now, right? So we can yes. see each other while we're doing it. And, but my, you can only see my top half on the, on the podcast. But yes. I've got a little, I've got a little thing for my microphone where it, as I talk, I can easily turn it down. Like right now, you like you know, I can turn my microphone down, 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 down. So it's nothing. I was trying to turn it down and pee, and you kept asking me questions. So I had to like turn my microphone up and kind of pinch it off for a second, talk, and then bring it, and then bring it right back down. 
can't pitch it off once it starts. The scenes. This is behind the scenes of the Nosebleed Sports Podcast. <laughs> Thank you for clarifying that, number one, that we are doing, you and I are doing this via FaceTime. Yes. And that you specifically said, I can only see your upper half. So yeah, I could not see, oh, see what you were doing. I could just hear Adam it. You saw me leave the camera. I left <laughs> the side of the camera, came back with what I used. I'm not telling anyone. Oh, God. Because there's a very good chance that could pop up somewhere, somewhere else. Yeah, and you so know what? That reminds back. me, I'm never coming back into that studio now. <laughs> <laughs> That's my decision. Never is the answer to the previous question. <laughs> anyway, go no, on. I shouldn't, because I'm looking around right now. There's at least nine to fifteen empty Natty Light cans all around here. <laughs> when Adam leaves the no- when Adam leaves Rum Dum Studios, it is chaos. <laughs> it is chaos in this place. Which means I'm gonna have to clean this thing up before he gets here. Son of a gun. <laughs> all right, on, on to the the greater the, the bigger business at hand. This week in sports, obviously nothing's going on. There's two things that happened. One thing that we will probably not talk about, but I'll mention, we may talk about it later. Rob Gronkowski is coming back to football and has been traded to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers with Tom Brady. Maybe we get there. Maybe that's next week with hopefully – Hopefully next week we might have Andre uh, our, um, from Andre Edwards from uh, LockdownBengals.com to talk about the draft, which starts tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Correct. From the time uh, we're recording this, yeah. So, right. So, which is Thursday, the twenty fourth. So, we may save that for next week. This week, the greatest thing that could possibly happen right now went down in 1997 1998 i was uh let's see 97 so i would have been 14 years old and at 14 years old i would have been in i believe eighth grade and the greatest team was coming to an end of a dynasty Mm -hmm. the chicago bulls and the last dance is on ESPN currently. They're putting up two episodes every weekend. There's 10 episodes. We're talking about 10 hours. If this, I, I am, t- Adam, I'm gonna, before we get into everything, I'm telling you right now, I'm half tempted to not watch anymore because <laughs> I cannot stand the weight <laughs> of seven days. I need all this in a 10 hours. When this all is done and comes out, it will be a 10-hour binge. I'm going to watch it every weekend. I'm going to watch it as it comes out. But when it's done, I need all of it in 10 hours straight. I'm just going to tell my wife, I'm, I'm leaving. I'm going to get a hotel room, <laughs> uh, the pay-by-the-hour rooms where you don't really want to lay on the bed. So I'll just stand in front of the TV or my iPad. And I'll just stand there for 10 hours. And I'm going to watch this whole thing. This is This has been fun because, like I said, I was 14 years old. I was young. I didn't realize the Scottie Pippen stuff mm-hmm. with him and his injury and choosing not to come back. I didn't realize that they before the season started, they said, they, Jerry Krause came out and said, Phil Jackson will not be back next year. We have won five of, five of seven 
I thought, you know, five of six, you know, five of seven NBA championships. And Phil Jackson will not be back next year. No he, matter what happens. This he, is his last year. He said if That's they insane. go insane. Yeah. That's insane. I didn't I didn't realize that. I just I just know them as two three peats, great teams, greatest teams. Oh, sorry, great teams. Michael Jordan leaves, greatest teams ever. And then off into the sunset. Right. Yeah, he specifically said, even if you go eighty two and zero, this is your last season as the Bulls head coach. Yes. Unbelievable. Because is, am I wrong about that? Is that not unbelievable? I know the it reasons. is. The reasons are Dennis Rodman was at was getting older. Michael Jordan was getting older. Scottie mm-hmm. Pippen they got for a flipping deal. <laughs> Six, seven years before that, or whatever his his thing was, seven mm-hmm. years, seventeen million dollars, or something like that. They got for a steal. So yes, yes, I realized <laughs> that it was that the, the reasons why. But why? What? Where, where did Phil Jackson fit into this? And I feel like that's going to come later on. And I, they talked about it a little bit, but <laughs> I feel like he's the cheapest guy at all. Yeah. <clears throat> um... And he should have been the highest paid coach in the league, and I don't think he was at the time. Um, but he was he was the best coach in the league, and he uh, and like you said, they had won five of the last seven years, and those two years that they didn't win, they didn't have Michael Jordan, um, or they had in the second exactly. the second time they had Michael Jordan for the last like two months of the season or whatever. Um, yeah, that that doesn't count, and right. he he wasn't wearing twenty three, so right. Um, so <laughs> it was, and, and they were. That was the, that was the whole that was the biggest part of episode one, basically I think was was Jerry Krause, kind of painting oh, yeah. him as he's the villain, right? And that was the first thing I thought because last week leading up to that, you know, all the anticipation, everybody's excited, and Michael Michael came out. He did an interview or two last week before the thing started and, and said um, people are gonna when this documentary comes out, people are gonna think I'm a terrible person, some something along those lines. And after the, along those lines, yeah. after the first two episodes, he didn't look that bad at all, I don't think. But Jerry Krause looked no. like the guy that everybody can't stand, right? Without a doubt. That's that's Jerry Krause right now. He up until this point, Jerry Krause is the is the demon in this thing. Mm-hmm. At the same time, Michael Jordan was kind of a dick to him. Big time. But everybody for, Scotty was. Everybody yeah, was. For the like the but the, the, the actual audio they played was 99% Michael yeah. messing with him about how short he was. Are you going to come out and do warm-ups with us? They're going to lower the basket for you? Yeah. Just talking about diet pills and just messing with that dude constantly. And they all said they didn't like it yep. because of who he was. Jerry Krause did a great thing getting that team together. Uh, but... So far, they've got. He is definitely the villain. So I'm I'm interested to see how bad Michael sounds in the rest of this. Yeah, because I think that was only the first two episodes, and I think he's probably going to look worse the, the the further along we go in this thing. Um, and, and it's not going to. So. I hope so because that's why I love Michael Jordan. <laughs> well, that's the, I was going to say that's uh, not. It's not going to surprise me. I think we all have known the stories. We've all heard stories about Michael not being like this super warm, great guy all the time especially when it came to his team a lot of his teammates didn't like him right a lot of his teammates a lot of kobe's teammates didn't like him that's why that's what kobe wanted to be 
Mm-hmm. But what you remember is the greatness. Yeah. That's why you are the way you are. In practices, he's he's yelling at Ron Harper. Mm-hmm. He's yelling at Luke Long. He's teaching Luke Longley. There's a there's a point in the first episode of this where him and Luke Longley are sitting there and like and he's showing Luke he showed Luke how to post up. And <laughs> like, that dude's seven foot and you're six six. Pretty sure he's been doing this longer than you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, That's Luke Longley is probably rolling his eyes in his mind, uh, but... Oh, no, it wasn't Luke Longley. It was Bill Wellington. Sorry, it was Bill Wellington. Bill Wellington, yeah. Yeah. Um, Wellington, 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 whatever. Wellington, Steaks, yeah. Steaks, Steaks, <laughs> whatever. It is what it is. I'm hungry. <laughs> um, he, uh, yeah, Michael was, was famously, uh, famously kind of a jerk uh, in some cases, to his teammates because he wanted so badly to be great and wanted his teammates to be great because he knew he needed them. And, and that's what, that's how he explains it. Um, it is, you know, he had to push those guys and, and, and treat them like that because if they couldn't handle it, he knew he was not going to be able to count on them in the toughest games, those tough playoff games, uh, like down right. the stretch when you need to be at your toughest. So, um, that was his, that was his, uh, rationalization for this, for that, the way he acted. And, now, and a big part, and you see a lot of that. His second season, where he uh, he had broke a bone in his was it his foot? Yeah. And uh, and 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 he, they had him on a fourteen minute. Once again, this is where the whole Jerry Cross thing started. They had him on fourteen minutes. All he can play fourteen minutes, fourteen minutes a game, and he played in the most important fourteen minutes of every game, and he. Worked them into the playoffs at like thirty-two and fifty or something like yeah. that. I think is what their record was. Yeah. Uh, but they got the eighth seed. But in the last game, they had to win to get in the playoffs, and he was so mad because with fourteen seconds left, they would not put him back in because he was over fourteen minutes, and he was so mad. And John Paxson ends up making the game-winning shot. Yeah. To me, to a guy like me. That that is um, that that is a sign of how that team felt towards Michael. Nobody on that team wanted to let that dude down. Even in his second year, they could see how hard he worked. They could see who he was. And like John Paxton said, I, I just threw something up and it went in. I got lucky and it went in. <laughs> I mean, it was a good shot. He got a good shot. But you can't you can't tell me that those guys on that team, whoever took that last shot wasn't thinking about Michael in that moment. Yeah. That that guy, the best player on that team couldn't be in couldn't be in the game. Right. Let's let's rewind and go back to to when he hurt his foot uh, because I want to ask you um he hurt his foot, he was out for a long time, he missed uh was like 4 or 5 months or something like that. Yeah. Um, and, and and he had to he had to rehab and all that kind of stuff. And then he got and and first of all, he somehow convinced the team to let him go off and do his own rehab or whatever. And so he went to North Carolina and was rehabbing at North Carolina, like University of North Carolina. So, and they didn't know, but he was, yeah, he, but they didn't know that he was actually, they thought he was just going there to rehab, to use their facilities to rehab, not to go play two, one-on-one, two-on-two, three-on-three, four-on-four, five-on-five, 
they weren't they weren't giving him the okay to do that yet. He was just doing that on his own. So um, so he did that, and then got to the point where he said he's good to go. He's ready to play, and they did not want to because they were in that position, like you were talking about. They were they were on the outside at that time, looking in. I think from the playoff picture. Um, and they, they thought, look, we're not a good enough team, even with Michael, we're not a good enough team. We're not a playoff team. Even if we snuck in, we're the eighth team, you know, we're the eighth seed or whatever. It's, it's not, it's not worth risking the rest of this guy's career. And that's the conversation that they had was Michael said, well, what's when I, when I, if I could, if I come back and play right now, cause they didn't want him to, the Bulls organization did not want him to play. He said, if I play right now, I asked the doctor, he said, what, what's, what happens if I do, if I get hurt? And they said, well, your career's over. And he said, what's... a 10% chance. Sorry. Yeah. No, yeah. They, and he said, what are the chances of that happening? About 10%. So he, he flipped says, so out. a 90% chance of me being fine. Right. I'm going to play. He flipped out and said, yeah. And, and his... And this is where I completely disagreed with his, with his, uh, the way he was thinking about this, um, was you guys are looking at the glass. I look at the glass half full. You guys are looking at the glass half, half empty. Uh, it's 90% that I, that I don't get hurt. That's, I, I'm definitely taking that. And that Jerry, Jerry Reinsdorf, the owner, um, said, yeah, Michael, right. if, if I gave you a bottle of pills and you have a headache. I give you a bottle of pills. Uh, nine of them can make you feel better. One of them kills you. Are you going to take the chance on, on that one pill being the one that kills you? He said it depends how on how bleeping bad the headache is, right? So depends on how bad the headache is. Right. And, and I, compl- you, I so I, disagreed I, with I, Michael on that. I Well, no, because first off, number one, not the same thing. You're, you're apples to apples. You're dying. You're comparing dying. Your career is dying, though. dying to passing possibly your career. But but at that point in time, now I need to know. Now I need to know, is it 90% chance I'll be okay? Or is it, in it, or is it uh, 90, 99% chance eventually I'll be okay? 1% chance I can never play again. 10% chance... 10% chance that he'll never play again. That seems kind of that seems kind of high. Either way, it doesn't matter. That's the numbers they gave him. But I'm 100% on Mike's side on that. Really? 90 to 10? 90 to 10? Yes. Give it to me. Let's go. Get so, it. so you're like 22 years old. You're already the best player maybe in the league and but you're only in your second year. You're early like for beginning of your second year. And and you have a chance to be, to have an unbelievable career for however long, and you ten percent of play of, of playing Larry Bird in the first round of the <laughs> Eastern Conference playoffs, and I got a chance to upset the reigning champions. Or maybe they weren't. Maybe L.A. had won the year before. Either way, one of the best teams to ever be there. I have a chance to do it. Yes, give it to me. I want to play. Okay, I want. I want a chance. Well, that that wasn't that wasn't what he was thinking about at all when he was talk, talking about coming back because they still had a ways to go in the regular season. But um, but ten percent chance that well, your that career was- could end if you if you get hurt again if you hurt that ankle or 
or you take the next month off or whatever, and then you have your you have your whole off season to completely rehab and get 100% healthy, and then you're fine. That 10% chance that's worth risking your entire career. You would do that. Adam, let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. That's why Michael Jordan is my. I I was waiting for and that. We and we are sitting here in front of microphones. <laughs> Talking about this, I mean, you, you, I know you're going to roll your eyes and all that stuff, but <laughs> in reality, that meant I'm not saying that his decision is the reason he is who he is, but his mentality, that mentality of I will play, I will win, I will work as hard as I possibly can at all times, I am going to give it my all every second I'm on the court. That is why Michael is who Michael is. Okay. I and if I can play, I'm gonna play. Let me let me say it this way. If if you if you know that there's a 10% chance that you go back and play for a bad team, right? Um who doesn't a playoff team. A who, playoff team. No, they were not a playoff team when he was coming back. No, a possible they weren't. a possible playoff team. But you're but you're 20 games or whatever under 500, right? I mean, you're not a playoff team, but you're a possible playoff team. But but it once doesn't matter. Start, you know, playoffs, but you but but you haven't played for four months, three four months. It doesn't matter. So you don't know what your team really is without you. Yes, so you do. In your head, in, in your head, when I step on that court, we're the second or third best team in this league. But you weren't when so, you weren't before that. You weren't before you got hurt. You were a terrible team before you got hurt. You weren't terrible. They weren't yes, terrible. If Michael were. Jordan played on if Michael Jordan played on that team for that entire season, they probably would have been a four seed. <laughs> I don't think so. No, they, they struggled. They didn't make the playoffs like a few times his first few years. Um because he only he no, only knew how to year, score. That's it. His first year. His first year is the only year he didn't make playoffs. Okay, I'm gonna go back and look that up. Um but they weren't I a good that's team. What they said during the documentary. Did they say that? Okay. Um, I thought so because his second year they made the playoffs. He was an eight seed, and right. from there on, he was in the playoffs. <clears throat> okay, so I, I thought you, they missed the playoffs you again. You feel that. like you alone have brought this team in fourteen minutes of play. Fourteen minutes of play. Think about that. He was only playing fourteen minutes. Now I know that that was the after the decision was made, but beforehand. You are you're the rookie of the year. People are telling you how great you are, and you see your team fall off the face of the earth without you. And you blew even the last month. We need to win twelve games, whatever it is. I don't know what the number was. Just last month we got to win twelve games. Mm-hmm. You might play fifteen, whatever it is. If we do that, we could make. I truly believe with me on that floor, we can do it. And with me on this team, we are one of the best teams in the East. But they he weren't. Wrong. They... Number one, he wasn't wrong. The hell he wasn't when he played against the number one team, the Boston Celtics. He took him to overtime once because of him. And he dropped 50. I'm, I'm clicking pens. I'm clicking my I know. Pen. I know you are. I'm that thing off there. <laughs> Get excited. I am totally on Michael's side on this. I gotta kick my earphones off because I'm hearing myself, and it makes me more excited. <laughs> I, 
By the way, you don't have to talk into that microphone. <laughs> I do have to talk into it because I had it hooked into Oh, the, iPad. the the iPad. Okay, so I, I got you. Yeah, um, are you kidding me? If I'm doing a podcast, I'm talking into a microphone. <laughs> I got you. I don't necessarily have to, but I've already set it up that way, so that's what we're doing. Okay, so let me let me just say it this way, and then we'll move on to the next thing. I um, if you want to take, if you want to say, I understand that there's a 10% chance if I come back and play, there's a 10% chance that I could get hurt again. And if I get hurt again, it's probably going to be bad enough that my career, my career is probably over. Are you okay? I'm fine. I just okay. dropped the uh, headphones, okay. but I can still hear you. Okay, them. good. Um, if you want to say, okay, I understand that's the risk. I'm willing to take it. I want to take it. I'm going to do that. And you can convince, talk, talk the organization into letting you do that. Take that risk. Okay. But if you, I don't, I don't accept rationalizing it as you guys are all pessimists. I'm an optimist and I'm looking at, at this as 90% chance that I don't get hurt again. So it, it's, it doesn't, it, it's, uh, it makes sense for me based on the percentages to come back that I can't accept because I don't think that's smart at all. Like I said, if you want to accept that, look, there's definitely a chance that I could, that I could get hurt. And this could be it for me. And you want to take that chance? That's fine. But I, I think it was really stupid of him. And I understand. On the court, there's a percentage of a chance. So, what is the percentage that you feel comfortable with? What's that number? Because every time LeBron James steps on the court, there's a chance that that could be his last game he ever plays. No, we're every talking about time, we're talking about coming back from a major injury, though. It, it's not. It's, my, my, I'm, I'm telling you, LeBron James came back off his off his uh, groin, off his groin, even last year or right. this current year. He had times where he he played less minutes because of that groin. Same the well, same thing. But so there's always a percentage. There's a, a percentage that some, once you tweak something, once you strain something, once you pull something, there's always going to be a percentage that that muscle that ligament that bone is a little less it's a little less um, strong than it would have been before so there's if you've ever been injured there's always a percentage of a chance so you're, <laughs> sure so, so so 90 to 10 right 90 to 10 that's what they told them 90, right 90 10 that's that's incredibly <laughs> good odds if you were to it's tell not me, good odds. I have a ninety percent chance to win the lottery, and I have to give you a thousand dollars. You have a ninety percent chance of winning. I am giving you a thousand dollars without blinking. <laughs> uh, yeah, it depends on your. Yeah, if you have a thousand dollars and you you're not going to break the bank for that, then yeah, the, that would I be a good know. thing. I don't care if it if it breaks the bank. But but I'm taking a ninety percent chance of winning. Yes, I will give you that thousand dollars. As fast as I can get it out of the bank. Okay, but I can. I might have a thousand dollars left in my bank account, and you say if you give me a thousand dollars, there's a ninety percent chance that you win the lottery. I am taking that out and giving it to you, absolutely as fast as I can. And, and I, I'm so it's so much easier 
to give up $1,000 with the possibility of just losing it and never seeing that again, so much easier than giving up the possibility of, uh, of the next 15 to 20 years of a career at the very top of your profession that is going to make you incredibly rich way beyond $1,000. Let me change that then. Let me change that then. Uh, let me change that. I have no idea what your 401k is. Uh, I, 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 I don't know any of that. Let's just say if I, if, if I were to tell you, you give me every penny you have in the bank, you still have your job, right? So there's an opportunity to still make money because no matter what Michael Jordan's got, He's, he's got an opportunity to make money, right? There's always an opportunity to make money for anybody, but maybe not every dime. Uh, you got to give me 90% of your income, 90% of your income right now, 90% of the money in your bank. Mm-hmm. And I'll give you a 90% chance of winning the lottery. Would you give it to me? Um... Man, you fought way longer than I would have. No, yeah, ninety percent chance of winning the lottery. Nine <laughs> That's out of not... ten times I'm gonna win. Yes, here's everything I have. I don't it's yours. <laughs> Take it. Take it. It's yours. That's if something. I'm I... Become a billionaire like Michael Jordan did. If I if I'm gonna become a billionaire or even uh, uh, hundreds of millionaires, take it. You can have it. I will take. It. I, I'm taking ninety percent chance. Every single time. I'm gonna I'm gonna ask your wife that question later and see uh, what she says about that's that. That's the difference. No, that's the difference. My wife is like you. My <laughs> okay. wife goes to. A so you would have to have a, a tough conversation about that, then. I don't have to have a good, tough conversation because I'm taking it out. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, look. No, I, that's not correct. That's not correct. <laughs> it is a tough conversation, and 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 but he's not married at the time, so he doesn't have a tough conversation. But. What I'm saying is, is my wife's like you. My wife goes to the casino with $100 in her pocket and comes home with $100 in her pocket. <laughs> Why? Because she never spent it. Yeah. Me, it's crapshoot. I don't know. But I'm, I'm <laughs> playing all 100 bucks. We'll see what happens. <laughs> I might come home with nothing. I might come home with $10,000 because I'll build one big. And I might come home with 20 might come home with 10 might come home with 70 might come home with 400 I don't know. But... <laughs> I'm taking it to I'm taking it to do it, but that's the difference. Well, Where I, I, do you stand? What's that? Where do you stand? I, I I don't I don't I do not think I think the the risk reward uh, analysis is, is it's just it's way too big a risk to give up the possibility of so much. There, I think uh, I think just the the risk the, what you would be giving up if you did get hurt and could not play basketball again it's not 10% is too much to me it's too much I love I love I love how antsy you are talking about it I, I feel know. like you're here with me I feel like this is the conversation <laughs> like we don't feed off each other as well I'm gonna be honest with you I don't feel the feeding as well when we're over this uh, camera. Yeah. I, I like that I can still see you, and I like that I can still see your hands fidgeting <laughs> with the pen as we do this, but it's not the same. But I got to tell you, buddy, I, I think if you were here right now, this would be something that we could talk about for probably an hour. Yeah. So so on that note. Mm-hmm. No. So, so basically, episode one was about that and about uh, Jerry... Uh, uh, 
I keep wanting to say Reinsdorf, uh, Jerry Krauss, Krauss, yeah, Krauss. Um, was about those things, right? And, and kind of establishing the relationship that they had, that that Michael had with Jerry Krauss and, and Phil had with Jerry Krauss, and, and basically setting the table for this whole thing is about this one season mostly because this was going, they knew going into it, this was going to be the last season, which is super rare. Right? That was, that was uh, Steve Kerr said the, the greatest thing about, about, Phil was, you know, he, he knew everybody had heard what Krause had to say about this being Phil's last year. So he walked in and he was like, look, this is the last dance. Yeah. And he named it right off the bat. This is the last dance. Yeah. So let's make it, let's make it worth every penny. And, and, and what p- happens? Scotty Pippen decides <laughs> that he is going to wait till the end of summer and say, hmm. Okay, let's have surgery. Yeah, I guess he had a nagging injury or something that he, I think, ended up playing through at the last part of the the previous season when they won a championship again. Their their fifth one, and uh, he but he needed a surgery, right? And he said because he had so and he was going into his last year of of a really really bad contract for him because he was one of the best two or three players maybe in the league at that time. Um, because he did in 91 signed a seven year, $18 million, not 18 per year. He's making no, like a little over 2 million seven. a year, even in 97, 98. So, yes, that uh, he, was ridiculous. By the way, just to let you guys know, in 1997, before the 97, 98 season, that made him the 122nd ranked player, uh, ranked Paid player, what's the word? Yeah, like high, one hundred twenty-second highest paid player, highest paid player in the league. Right, one hundred and twenty-second. To let y'all know, Adam, how many teams? How many teams? How many players are on an NBA roster? Fifteen. Fifteen. Think about that. If you took ten teams, he's I don't know. Second or second to the second to third last on the on on the best ten teams in the league. He was six. And you're putting thirty teams in there. He was the sixth highest paid player on the Bulls. Far and away the second best player, and and probably a top. Every, everybody's talking about a Maybe top the five player. Best player in the league. Right. I mean, Olajuwon. Give me somebody better. Right? You got you got Olajuwon at mm-hmm. that point in time. That was better than him. Michael was mm-hmm. better than him. Yeah, I mean, you could argue for a bunch of guys like Carl Malone and and maybe Barkley. Not and, at that time. Well, uh, um, maybe okay. I mean, you're right. Barkley, Malone. But I put him right there with those guys. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, yeah, and, and I'll tell you what. That still just puts him at five, by the way. <laughs> right. Uh, he, Yeah, if he's behind those guys. I don't even know if he's behind those guys because he was such right. a complete player. He was so good defensively and offensively. It, it was He, he did everything. He might have been the most complete player behind Michael Jordan in the league. For sure, yeah. Um and so that was the thing is, is he was on this terrible contract. He had a terrible relationship with Jerry Krause, couldn't stand the guy. Jerry, he, he and Michael, everybody really, but especially Michael, was so close with Phil Jackson, loved Phil Jackson so much, and knew Jerry Krause was treating him like that, was pushing him out, was saying, you're not coming back. So that made them dislike Jerry Krause that much more. 
Scotty was on this terrible thing. They they would not re- renegotiate his contract. They would not let him do that. Um, and and he uh, he knew that he they were pushing Phil out. They knew he knew Jerry Krause was. So he he said, "I'm not gonna I'm not gonna do waste my I'm not gonna waste my summer having to rehab after the surgery." I'm going to wait until the beginning of the year just to specifically just to stick it to the front office. Now, I got it. I got to get because we, I think we're going to go back and forth on this one. He did too again, I think. Maybe, maybe. But Michael says selfish move by Scotty. Pretty much everybody else on that team, Phil, Steve Kerr. Not pretty much. Not pretty much. Every other person that I've heard an interview from said, no problem. The opposite of what Michael said. Yeah. So now here's the thing. Do you th- okay? Do you think who do you agree with Michael or do you agree with it, with everybody else? Do you think that was a selfish move from Scott? Do you think he should have? It was okay for him to do that. Buddy, this is so hard for me, uh, and, and, and it's and I'm going to tell you the I'm going to be completely honest because you know I love. As much as I love uh, guys like Stephen A. Smith and, and, and hard take hard take Harrys and everybody else out there, there are sometimes where a certain percentage of us in the world, ninety five to ninety nine percent of us, just don't know uh, the decisions that this guy has to make. Right? We don't we, the the money that he that we're talking. We don't we don't comprehend. You can't even comprehend what he has lost and what he could have made. Right. Mm-hmm. So, uh, to figure out that, like, like, in our think about just in your everyday life, there's never, you can't tell me there hasn't been a time in your life where you felt you were underpaid at a position you worked in that you didn't do more than what you thought you were being paid. Sure. I, I, I don't, I feel like anybody can, anybody would say, would, would agree with that. And I could be wrong. But in that same note, when you get into that high of money, into the millions of dollars, into that 1%, it is hard as a regular Joe like me and you to not look at that and say, big dog, man, you're still making millions of dollars. You know what I mean? You signed it. That's on you. So there's part of me that says you signed the contract. You didn't have to sign for seven years at this amount of money. You didn't have to, but you did. And this happens with me with every single NFL player right now in this current time frame that does this. I'm always thinking about this, and it is such a... it's a a pounding of my heads, my, both my heads, my right head and my left head pounding together. And, and I can't figure out the right, the right answer. Part of me says, if you're underpaid and and -and so-and-so is making this and you signed a contract to make this and you're better than so-and-so, you deserve to make more than him. But, but, this is a this is a business. This is an industry. 
where you have to be, number one, you have to be savvy. Number one, you have to have a good agent or be good yourself at knowing your worth and what you're going to be worth. Being being willing to bet on yourself like a guy like Joe Flacco, who was uh, basically a rum-dumb quarterback and bet on himself, turns around, wins a Super Bowl because his defense is the best defense to ever walk onto an NFL football field and then turn around and make a ton of money and become the highest paid quarterback because of what your defense did. So you, you don't, there's so many things that go into that decision. Somebody looks at you as a guy coming out of, out of an NAIA school, Mm -hmm. right? What was it? Uh, something of Arkansas, central, central Arkansas, central Arkansas, NAIA school. And you're the fifth pick overall in the draft. First off, that's a high pick. Second off, they're like, dude, for seven years, was it seven years? Yeah. What was it? Seven years, seven years, years, 18 million. I'm going to give you $18 million. And you are somebody who grew up in a household of, was it eight or 10 or he had a yeah, ton of he had a lot of He's siblings. one of a ton. Yeah. It's double digits. It was 10 or 12. Double digit siblings. Yes, yes, and yes. Give it to me right now. People it, people got on Tom Brenneman for making, not making fun of, but talking about uh, uh, Albies and uh, the other guy for the, for the Atlanta Braves this year because they came from nothing and signed these... Mm, mediocre contracts for a long period of time with the Atlanta Braves. And he said, basically, look, these guys are coming from nothing. They should be making more. They could be making more. They screwed up. They screwed up. And people gave Tom Brenneman a hard time when in reality, he's probably correct. So where do I sit in this whole thing? I have no idea. (laughs) Okay. I'm not gonna lie to you, dude. I don't know. If I had to pick a side, I feel like I'd pick Michael's side, and I would come back to the fact of you have the option. You were the fifth pick in the draft. If you were the last pick in the second, well, how many rounds are there now in the NBA draft? Two. Two. There's only two, right? Yep. yep. If you were the very last pick in the draft, and somebody was like, "I'll give you." this for this you take whatever you can get but when you're the fifth pick in the draft fifth overall you need to hire somebody who's going to lead you in the correct direction so i guess if i had to choose i would say i'm on michael's side and i would say you made you you made the option you 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 made the bed that you lay in you know what's uh what's crazy about this whole thing is i i wasn't even thinking about it from the contract perspective and where he ranked um as being the reason that he chose to do that one thing that i forgot to mention that i think was a huge another huge reason he was he had such ill will toward jerry Krause in the front office was because that previous year the previous season and in the off season, um, there were trade rumors for Scottie Pippen. 
Um, and there were so they were talking about possibly trading him. And and Jerry Krause said, "Look, I was listening to I was listening to offers. People were offering me, and um, and uh, I think it was I just saw today. I think today or yesterday. I think it was George Carl said um, a deal was done. Scotty Pippen for Sean Kemp. A deal was done, completely done, and." Seattle backed out at the very last second because they got so much, uh, so much negative feedback from their fan base because their fans did not want to see Sean Kemp go. Um, so that that was that was interesting. I did not remember so hearing that. So you're, I, 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 I'm with you there. I don't, I don't remember that. I can't remember that being out there. But at the same time, I mean, that would have been insane because. As you put on Twitter the other day, Michael Jordan believed that Sean Kemp was going to be the next uh, the next best uh, leaper in, in the <laughs> NBA. You were showing a card uh, that you had about how great Michael Jordan is. They gave him an entire series in Upper Deck. Anyway, um, <laughs> to that point, to that point of of being upset because of the year before, because of trade rumors. Mm-hmm. Look, bro. You are in the you're, you this is a business. I don't care about any trade rumors anytime. I that probably irritates me more than anything. I don't care if you're Michael Jordan and there's trade rumors about you. That's that has nothing to do with you. That's not your business. That's the business of the team. You are in this is you I I hate that. <laughs> You are an adult. You're not in college. This isn't you making the decision to go play for a team. This is a team drafted you. This is a team uh, uh, chose you to play for them. And you agreed. That team is paying you. They are your boss. If they want to get rid of you, that's their inclination to do. So to be upset about something like that, I can understand to a certain extent. Just anybody would have a certain ill will, but I don't like I don't like that. I feel like if my son were to ever make it as anything in the professional world, the one thing I would instill in him is that no matter what you play, baseball, basketball, football, lacrosse, soccer, whatever, when you go pro, that's a business, bro. That's a business. Yeah, and, and Scotty knows that, and, and we hear about this every single year. Basically, people do get. I've 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 heard enough athletes say everybody knows that it's a business. Everybody talks about. I understand, and some people and take. You still get pissed off when it happens. So right. Sorry. Sorry. And, sorry. And and some people take it better and understand it more than others. Everybody understands it and that it is a business and that that can happen and it does happen. But I, I also have heard enough people get upset to, to make me understand a little bit better why they get upset. But it was, it was more than it I think it was more so about the, the writing on the wall that Scotty and everybody else on that team was seeing. That was just part the, the trade rumors for Scotty were just part of the whole Jerry Krause two years before that was ready to move on 
was ready to start rebuilding and ready to start breaking that thing down so that he can start rebuilding it again. And those guys, because they kept winning championships, were that's why the the, the relationship between those guys and Jerry Krause was so bad because they knew that that's what he was doing. And that was part of it. And Scotty was very upset that he was on a bad contract and they were trying to trade him while he was so good and so cheap for them and 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 giving them way more value than than they were giving up for him. I feel like it would be a bad trade for the Bulls, right? That's a bad trade for the well, Bulls. Well, but but he was but entering that he was on his last year of his contract in 97-98. So that's why they were going to get get rid of him. But the year before, if we're talking about the year before, that would be a bad trade for the Bulls. Yeah, I mean, he was coming to the end, coming to the end of his of his last. Either way, his, they, his still seven had years. Him, they still had him under, under control for another year. Anyway, <clears> right. So, so anyway, yeah. that's the thing. But, but to to get to where, so I I'm I I was never thinking about that. My opinion about it, uh, based on his contract, I was thinking more about the decision about the timing of when to have his surgery. So, okay. for for okay. me. For me, it was I. So this is the Miami Marlins. Uh, break it down after you won a championship conversation. This is a specific player making a decision. Yeah, yeah, and that's because that's why Michael was saying it was selfish of him because it was selfish of him to choose the timing again, of his surgery. Yeah, once again, I'm with Michael on that. Okay, if you knew it, and the way that Scotty said it, the way that Scotty said it. In the documentary, I didn't want to waste my summer. Yeah, or I didn't want to lose my summer. He was so flippant and so honest about it. He, and it, people like Steve Kerr and 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 all these guys, and, and, and even uh, even even uh, uh, Phil Jackson mm-hmm. understood what he did and why he made the decision and everything like that. I don't when when you hear that whole thing of I'm not wasting my summer because of you because I feel and, and and this is this was never said but in parentheses because I feel like I deserve it because I gave you more than you paid me mm-hmm. right right am I I mean am I wrong about that that's no, I, that's where that comes from yeah I think so yeah so because you gave me more. Or I gave you more than you paid me. I'm gonna wait it out until it hurts you. Yeah. So so I disagree with that. I disagree with that. You signed the co- I hate that. I hate. It's <laughs> so tough, dude. It's so it, tough to say. Here's 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 your what... representation screwed up. If you are a uh, if you're in the NFL and you're a seventh round pick, a sixth round pick, a fifth round pick, and you're just begging to get onto a field, and you sign some rum dumb contract for five years. Yes, hold out if you're the greatest player, or the third, or fifth, or second greatest player in the league. Hold out, hold out, because you didn't get paid what you what you deserve. But you were the fifth pick in the draft, number five overall. You were a lottery pick. You did not have. To sign a seven-year, seventeen million. I'd like to know what the guys around him signed. Who got picked around him? What did they sign for? I guarantee it wasn't what he did. But he came from a small school. 
doesn't matter. Once you get drafted in that spot, it don't matter where you came from. That's where you got drafted. You are in that, that spot. That's why the NFL now has uh, pay grades for each spot that you get drafted in. There's a certain there's a certain amount of money you can make in your rookie contract. Well, that was his that was his second contract. I'm pretty sure. So so it was a. It wasn't the contract he signed when he got drafted. It was the contract he signed after his rookie contract. So, but again, I'm looking at it from a totally. I'm looking at the whole. That's right. I'm looking at the whole. I'm looking at the whole thing from a totally different perspective. Again, look, I, I, for me, it's that's it's where I'm looking the de- at. It's, I'm looking at this wrong. To, right. No, no. To, but to me, I'm the the, the decision that Scotty had to make was, do I. As much as I feel like it's warranted and as much support as I probably would get from my teammates that it is warranted, do I make this decision to get surgery at the beginning of the season and miss all this time during the season to stick it to the front office? Or are my teammates in winning games important enough to me that that trumps what how I feel? How I feel about my teammates and supporting them and being a great team and winning games and winning another championship and our last opportunity to do so with these teammates that I love is do I feel more, do I feel stronger about that than I feel about the hatred I have for Jerry Krause and the way I feel like I'm being treated and the way that I feel like Phil's being treated and this whole team is being treated as it's being is it's it was we already know it's going to be ripped apart from us right so to me that's that's that was the whole thing that i was thinking about is that decision that he had to make and that's why i think michael said that was selfish because he felt like he it should have been more important to scotty to to be there for his teammates than to stick it to jerry Krause. and that that's what fascinated me about it and that's what i think that you know I, I do kind of feel, while I totally get um, where Scotty's coming from, I also I also think that Michael Jordan is correct, and it's more of a selfish act because of the because of what he does to his team. You know, forget the front office. You're gonna get your you're gonna get your next wherever it is, and I know you wanted to stay in Chicago, and if you didn't have a, a psychopath running things, um, then you probably could have, but. Um, you also were going to get after that bad contract was up, you were going to get paid like a king, no matter where it was. So, so, you know, you might not have been able to stay in Chicago, no matter who was there, but, um, you had to make that decision. Was your, were your teammates, were, were, was the support and love for your teammates more important to you than hating Jerry Krause and staying at the end? So anyway, I do think Scotty was a little selfish in that case. And, and Michael saying that brings me to the, to the next point. Michael Jordan, hearing him talk about people, he loves when people disrespect him. He loves when people he loves when people don't give him the credit that he thinks he should get or tells him there's anything wrong with anything he's doing because he uses that as motivation to just be way better than you at everything. So, but all the thing Michael does not have a lot of great things to say about a, very many people. I have never heard him. He t- he obviously loved Phil Jackson. Has always talked about how much he loved Phil Jackson. But I've never heard him talk about another human being the way he talks about Scottie Pippen. 
he said that if you speak about Michael Jordan, you should be speaking about Scottie Pippen. That's how 100%. great he was, and that's yeah. how important he was to the success of that team. To hear Michael say that, that blew me away. Greatest teammate he's ever had. What yeah. It, it just, I, I just, I loved that because I loved both of those guys but so much growing wrong. up. It's not wrong, right? I yeah. Mean, but, but I just. They showed, they showed that 90, 97, 98, the beginning. In the in this second episode, they showed the beginning of that 97-98 season and, and how hard Michael Jordan had to work and yeah. what Michael Jordan had to do to make up. Don't get me wrong. He was able to do it because it's Michael Jordan. Well, we don't know that for sure yet if you're just watching the documentary. But we know in hindsight where they ended up and what they did. And mm-hmm. a lot of it was... Other players coming together and doing things, which I'm so excited about. Watching this Dennis Rodman part yeah. three, anyway. Um, <laughs> but but you can't. But Michael knew what needed to be done, and Michael did what needed to be done. So for him to come out and and explain how important Scotty was as a person, as a player, as a teammate, yeah, that's a big deal for. Somebody who also at the same time was able to still put them into the number one seed and the playoff picture without Scotty. Yeah. Um, and I don't want to say he did it by himself because it's a team game, but no, yeah, we're he... going to find out more about that in these next couple episodes. But let's be honest. Michael had to put more pressure on himself. He had to do more because mm-hmm. of that. Yeah. yeah and... Once again, this proves why Michael Jordan was as is is even better than the person that you think he is. If you're somebody that says Michael Jordan, eh, you know what? He had one of the top 50 players ever with him during his run in Guy Pippen. Mm-hmm. Well, watch the second episode of Last Dance and see what Michael had to do. Michael still did it without Scotty. Mm-hmm. It was harder. He had to work harder. He had to do more. But he still did it, right? Yeah. Yeah, and they got and Steve Kerr's talked about this the last couple of days on in some interviews too. But uh, so far, we haven't seen or heard much about Tony Kukoc. And Steve Kerr talked about how important Tony Kukoc was to that team and how great he really was, and never got the the uh, appreciation I think from a lot of people, not necessarily around the team, but um, just in general, like in, in the public and the media and stuff, didn't get so the, the, the attention. Kukoc, the- is Tony Kukoc the uh, 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 Horace Grant or the B.J. Armstrong of the first three P? Uh, neither. Grant, right? Neither. <laughs> no, I think better? Dennis Rodman was a little closer to Horace Grant, probably. Um, uh, I don't know that. Uh, I you... don't mean the position they played. No, I, I know mean the importance to the team. But and it still might have been Dennis Rodman because because they previewed you know the upcoming the next two episodes this coming weekend. Sure, uh, but you're just saying how important Tony Kukoc right. was to that run. But I'm he saying, was just different than those two. Those two were were three, four, or five on that team. I love listen. I love yeah. BJ Armstrong. Yeah. I loved BJ Armstrong. That dude to this day is 50 years old. And looks like he's twelve. Yeah, yep. Um, there was uh, one of the 
you know, over the years they came out with all these, you know, like, uh, NBA came out with all these like home video, not home videos, but like videos, uh, of Michael Jordan, like career highlights and that kind of stuff. And I think it might've been come fly with me, which was 1990, which was before they even won a championship, but that's how great he was. He had his own, like basically a documentary about his life and his career. And he was like five years into his career. (laughs) So anyway, that's how good he was. But, uh, uh, in one of those videos from a long time ago, it might've been the dream team one, maybe But anyway, one of his sons was really little, might've been Marcus or somebody. And he, um, you know, it might've been three or four or something like that. And somebody asked him, who's your favorite? Michael might've even asked him, who's your favorite player? And, and he said, BJ <laughs> talking about BJ Armstrong. That's awesome. I love that. um, so it wasn't his dad, the greatest player in the world at the time. It was BJ Armstrong. Um, but anyway, yeah, I, I can't wait to hear a lot more about Tony Kukoc. We're obviously going to get to see. Apparently, episode three is like the Dennis Rodman episode, and what's I can't uh, wait over? For that shit let's see. Show. Sorry, oh, uh, I don't say cuss words a lot, but I can't wait for that shit show. <laughs> uh, so, so over under on how many times Dennis Rodman cries in this episode? Um, let's see. I'm going oh, to put. I like this. I like I'm going to put the number at. That. I'm going to put the number at uh, eight. How do we know if it's not the same? Yeah, the same cry. cry that's true. Yeah, um, I I don't know, and it's there's no problem with crying. I I I'll probably let's I'll probably percentage of the episodes being in tears. Yeah, because I, the 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 reason why I ask that is because I've not seen him on television in an appearance on television in any capacity for the last twenty years without crying. So I don't know. I mean, he's a just an absolutely demonized individual mentally. So I don't, so he has a lot of, he has a lot of reasons to cry and I don't, I don't blame him one bit for doing that, but he is dealing with some, some, some odd stuff upstairs. So, um, but anyway, and that's why this is going to be a painful and thrilling episode three and four, uh, coming up this weekend. But anyway, the idea is that Dennis Rodman episode is coming up and that's going to be, Fascinating. I'm going to tell you right now that Dennis Rodman is. So you talk about polarizing characters, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, if Michael Jordan is a polarizing character, mm-hmm. uh, here in Cincinnati, we deal with it on an everyday basis with our baseball team. Uh, from the time he signed his contract of Joey Votto being an unbelievably polarizing player in this city. Dennis Rodman, this guy might be the most polarizing person. Forget player, just person to ever walk the face of this earth. You can't have more people in the world that either love or hate Dennis Rodman yeah, I don't. Oh, does anybody yeah, hate him? I I, does, I don't know if anybody hates him though. Like, I think I don't know. Is it just that people were like, "Wow, that guy's so strange. I don't understand him" or something? I don't know if anybody. I don't know if anybody hates him. Okay, even in that case, I feel like uh, I feel like that's getting close. <laughs> Maybe. Here, you you talk about polarizing. Oh my God! You talk about polarizing. <laughs> Did you tell? 
don't understand. <laughs> yeah. I turned the microphone down. <laughs> Clear There's as no day. Way you can hear that I was peeing. Now I can't, if you still are. Now I can. <laughs> okay, so it's working this time. Okay, which is a good thing. I just love the... No, I can turn the microphone up. It sounds even better. <laughs> you're just gonna... You're just gonna be free about it from now on. You're not even... <laughs> I... Let I me tell you. I have my own personal Ru bathroom. You do have, yeah. Even though there's a bathroom 10 feet from where you are sitting. <laughs> okay. Now, I'm going to try to talk through this like I was talking through the click pen, okay? I'm just going to try to ignore it. Whether it's a click pen or a pitcher of water being poured into another container or whatever this noise is, I'm going... Oh, my God. I'm going to turn the microphone up. Since you can hear it, I feel like everybody should. Uh, uh, they're probably going to be able to now. They're going to be able to on this episode. I feel like okay. I, I turned the microphone up for a little while. I wanted it to be heard. This episode is now rated R. Um, Why? Because I pee. <laughs> All right. So speaking of polarizing, let me tell you the last thing I have about the last dance. Okay. There is, this is causing, and I didn't think this was possible, but I found out that this is causing a very, very, very bad thing to happen. Okay, I think I know where you're going with this, but go ahead. Probably, and it's driving me insane. I'm so frustrated that this documentary being released has brought back and turned up the volume as if you were turning up the volume on your microphone while you were peeing, has turned up the volume <laughs> on the LeBron versus Michael Jordan greatest of all time debate. Why? Oh, why is no, this okay. Why is this documentary being released and coming out right now? Why is that driving people to hate one or the other because they love the other one so much and because there can only be one greatest player ever. It doesn't matter, number one. It doesn't matter. You can just think, if you want to think LeBron was, if you want to think Kobe was the greatest or Kareem or Oscar or Michael, think what you want to think. But don't say, don't come up, don't find the three or four little facts or the one fact I don't care that Michael was 6 and 0 in the finals and LeBron is uh you know 3 and 5 or whatever. I don't care about that. That's one stat. You can find we talk about this all the time. You can find any stat or group of stats to make a point for what you want the agenda to be. And that's what people are doing oh, yes. and it's driving me crazy right now. And it's crazy that I'm that this should be the greatest thing happening in the sports world for sports fans, especially basketball people, this should be so wonderful. And my Twitter feed, which I spend way too much time on, so my fault anyway, but still, I go there for content, more content about this. And by doing that, I'm being subjected to all these people saying, well, Michael didn't play against any good competition and Michael had the the second best player what? in the league at the what? time and and well well Le LeBron did this and that and it, it's not I don't stop 
stop using this as a facilitator to say whether LeBron or Michael is better or the greatest of all time. Please stop. Go ahead. I totally, I, I totally agree with that. Here's the deal. Since this quarantine happened, mm-hmm. uh, people say they've got more time on their hands and all this other malarkey. I've got less. Okay. okay? I've got less time on my hands than I've ever had in my life. I can't travel. I'm not in on the road. I'm not in, 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 in every week. I'm not in at least one night in a hotel by myself with my phone looking at Twitter or whatever else there is. Yeah. I don't have the time I had before. I am a 24-7 dad slash teacher slash whatever. Stay-at-home dad, stay-at-home teacher. That's what I am now. I don't have the time. I've been on Twitter less now than I've ever been, and I'm not a Twitter guy. I enjoy Twitter. I think Twitter is a great place for content. I thought you were going to talk about – I totally thought when you started this rant, it was going to be about Draymond Green and KD. That's what I thought that was going. Because – I hate that Draymond Green is taking this opportunity to compare <laughs> this to Kevin Durant. So we'll get – I'm not even bringing that up. So <laughs> I will come back to I don't know what this great Twitter – Twittersphere has going on right now about LeBron and Michael. But there's nothing about the first – you know where I feel, where I sit. When yeah. it comes to LeBron James, right? I love LeBron James. I put him, man. We we joke, we joke, and we talk about <laughs> the greatest of all time. And I do this thing where, like, I, 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 LeBron James is the greatest thing to ever walk the earth. Don't get me wrong. You joke about it because you don't want to actually have to make a true decision about it, right? I don't. I don't. And and also And that's fine. That's my point. That's okay. Exactly. You don't have to. Okay to be that way. I don't there, who was it? Was it was it uh, oh man. Was it was it Jalen Rose or was it Jason I think it was Jason Williams. One of those two just recently was coming out and talking about oh. since when did since when did LeBron become Number one or number two? It was Jalen. There's two or three. It was Jalen. There's two or three guys above him that you know he hasn't even gotten to them. Did we forget about Michael? Did we forget about Kareem? Did we forget? And not Michael. I'm sorry. Did we forget about Magic? Did we forget about Kareem? Mm-hmm. And 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 you know what, bro? Here's the deal. <laughs> here's the thing. Here we got, bro. Bro. We got Michael. Michael, Magic, Larry, Kareem, Hakeem, which I don't think gets talked about enough. I, I, I would he gets talked about enough. I would give that. you a kiss right now on the face if I was there right now. Don't don't you're gonna make me cry. Don't do that. <laughs> don't you do that. Don't you talk about kissing on the face. Hakeem's the top five for me. Hakeem is Hakeem is Here's my favorite up. center ever. Anyway, go ahead. So happy you said you that. You know how I feel about Shaq. But anyway, <laughs> um, what I'm saying is he, he talked about specifically Magic and Green. But Hakeem and Larry and and uh, just, I, I don't know, there's not a ton more. But there's a list. There's Walton. They're not Walton. Sorry. <clears throat> yeah, Luke Walton. Russell. Luke Walton was very good. <laughs> there's Bill Russell. There's Wilt Chamberlain. Yes. There's so many people. Not so. I shouldn't say so many. There are a select few 
eight, nine, ten guys that at any one point in time, no matter who you are, can, and, and like you said, take whatever statistic you want to take and move somebody above the other. Mm-hmm. In the end, in the end, it's so hard to compare errors. It's not possible. It is, it's not possible. It is so hard to compare positions. Mm-hmm. Especially positions during certain eras. There was a point in time where Bill Russell and Wilt Chamberlain mm-hmm. were the greatest there was. Mm-hmm. And they were the big guys. There was a certain point in time where Larry Bird and Magic Johnson and Michael Jordan were the best they were. And none of them were over 6'6", six, 6'7". Six, six, well, 6'7", six, I guess. What was Magic? 6'8"? Six, Magic was 6'8", yeah, Larry was 6'9", yeah. They weren't big guys. They weren't back-to-the-basket big guys. Mm-hmm. They were playmakers. Mm-hmm. And the, the where we're at now with Steph Curry, with with uh, James Harden, with, with with Russell Westbrook, you're, you can have smaller guys along with KDs who are versatile and Antetokounmpo and LeBron James. That it's it's more diverse now, but to compare and to try to to try to just all of a sudden with this documentary bring LeBron and Michael bring that discussion up. I don't care if you think LeBron James is the greatest player to ever live. Because I I love LeBron James, and I think what he can do, his skill set, might be the greatest there ever was. Total skill set, what he can potentially do on any given night in his prime. At the same time, to compare that to what Michael went through on an everyday basis in the early 90s, getting beat up getting manhandled, being smaller, and, and and still being the greatest there was, mm-hmm. why, is if anything, right now, during the last dance, I have, like I said, I haven't been on Twitter, so during this last dance, let's forget, let's forget LeBron. Thank you. I'm glad you brought this up, because I, you know how hard that is for me to say, I love yeah. LeBron James, I've talked about it on this podcast a million times, I love him. But let's forget him. Let's appreciate what we are watching. Because people, I'm as big, if not the biggest, LeBron James lover on the face of the earth. Mm-hmm. But right now, y'all need to watch this and just appreciate the greatness of what you get to see in the back the the the, 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 the back scenes, the, uh, the whatever you, the backstage of this is phenomenal so far. So to talk about what's about to happen with Dennis Rodman, the craziest person to ever play the game. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and the, the highest motor, the whatever, they, they, there's still Steve Kerr, there's Dennis Rodman, there's Tony Kukoc, there's there's so much left in this. Please, let's not just start meaningless debates about things that cannot and will not ever be finished. Yeah. There's not a right or wrong answer. There's not gonna be there's, a, not. there's not a there's not a yeah. 
There's not an answer for that. It's it's. So let's not do it. Right. Just appreciate what's going on. Enjoy it. Thank you. Enjoy life. Very. You know what that brings me to? Yes, I do. Our, our comedy special of the week. It brings us to our comedy special. Which is Chris D'Elia, No Pain. Uh, just best new, thing new, he said, best, just, just to bring it back and bring it all around. Chris D'Elia says at one point in time, I'm not going to quote him because at this point in time, I can't quote anybody. I'm terrible at remembering what people say. <laughs> but <clears throat> he did say at one point in time, uh, something about not caring what everybody else has to say and and uh, which is what every comedian now says in every comedy special but can we just can can we stop can we stop like trying to find something wrong with everything yeah can we stop doing that yeah yeah that's a good place to start too um because he did that, that was that was one th- one of the things that jumped out to me was he did address that topic that, like you said, almost everybody is addressing. Almost every comedian is talking about. It was the worst part of the special. The absolute worst part of the special. Really? To me. To me. Okay. But it's what everybody's done. It's what everybody's doing. And he, I, I feel like he had to do it. And to be honest, it was the worst part of the special. The joke he integrated with it mm-hmm. was the worst joke. And I would have never done it. And I will do just about anything if I was on stage. <laughs> yeah. I would have never done it. I would have never gone to where he went on the the, the racism side of things. Yeah. But at the same time, it's comedy, man. It's comedy. Right. If you didn't go there to find laughter in, in whatever realm of the world you are looking into, then don't watch a comedy. Comedy special. Yeah. Yep. You need to go into comedy expecting to hear something that is going to be uh, hard to hear or maybe a little offensive or whatever. Expect that. So if you don't want to deal with that, find a, a different thing to do instead. Or yeah. or you have to know yeah. or you have Spend to know the, something else. Yeah, you have to know the comedian beforehand. All right. If you, you know, you need to go, you need to go to a, there are Christian comedians. Um, and that is a, uh, that's a long gray hair that you just pulled out of your beard. Is that what it is? It's exactly what it is. Um, <laughs> I've got but some of those too. Before we get into Crystalia, can I do this real quick? Please can we do. talk about what I'm looking at in my iPad and what I've done on my side of the world? Yeah. Uh, I've decided that uh, the coronavirus has uh, compelled me to just say screw it to my beard. I trim around it. I trim underneath it, trim above it. But I'm letting this thing go. I'm a month in. This is as long as a full beard. I've had a longer just just the goat, just the goatee. I remember that. But this is the longest full beard I've ever had in my life. And I am looking at you. Adam Schmidt grows a beard faster and better than anyone I know. Absolutely anyone. It's as thick no way. and as full. Oh, give me one person. Bobby Edwards. Bull, no, I call bull. I call bull. Yours is thicker. Bobby has Ooh. a great. Bobby can grow a terrific beard. He can grow it fast. It's phenomenal. You, my friend, are thicker. You're fuller. 
and you grow up faster than anybody I know. I'm going to tell you right now, in, in the span of four weeks, your beard is twice as long as mine. And I, mine's I don't think long. so. Mine's long, right? But I've got, I've got the, uh, I make fun of people that try to grow peach fuzz beards, so I don't want to say peach fuzz, but I've got the long straight beard. You've got the, the thick. Yeah, it cool, curls under itself. Yeah, like, like you don't, like, it, it, you would need two straight weeks of conditioner twice a day into <laughs> your beard to really know how long your beard is. Yeah. <clears throat> you you got a James Harden beard. You you don't know how long your beard is. If James Harden conditioned his beard and really brushed it out, then we know what his beard really looks like. Yours is twice as big as it looks right now. Congratulations to you. <laughs> Thanks, because I'm doing exactly the same thing you're doing. I and as a matter of fact, I just shaved under and o- over the top uh-huh. uh, right before we came on tonight. So like nice. this is okay. as fresh as it gets, and I think I did a bad job because I was rushing, death. but um, but yeah, I've left I've left everything else go. I've trimmed up a little just around the uh, around the mouth on the mustache part just because I, I didn't I'm, I was tired of it getting in my mouth. But um, I chew on my beard more than I do anything. Yeah, I mean that's why I just I just recently took little tiny rubber bands. And I had it in one, two, three, four, five, or six, seven, eight. I had eight different <laughs> rubber bands in my beard at one, the uh, yesterday. You, you and sent it was me really the picture. funny looking. I would have done it today. Maybe I'll put something on to one of our gram snaps or whatever we have. Yeah, uh, I, probably I probably won't, but I have some pictures of it. <laughs> but I like doing stuff like that as a joke. The problem is everything around my mouth that I can get to my mouth I chew on, so it's shorter. It's always going to be shorter. Oh, you chew, mustache, you chew your facial hair off. Yeah, I chew it all the time. I <laughs> put it in there, and I chew it off, and then if I can get a real long one, sometimes and just pull out instead of chew. <laughs> I use I, I use my tongue, and I'll, I'll I'll tongue floss my teeth. Shut up! You do not. <laughs> That's so disgusting. Yes, 100%. And it is thinner than floss, so sometimes it gets stuck in a tooth. Then I can't get it out. Then I'm irritated. Then I get a floss pick, pick it out. That's what that's the that's the struggles I deal with with my beard. Anyway, you were talking about your mustache. That's so I gross. My beard mustache. I hate my beard mustache more than anything in the world. Your beard. I trim mustache. it. I, tr- I trim it as much as I can because right under my nose, I've got like a calic. Okay. So it <laughs> really it like each each side under each nostril pushes my hairs the other way. So I have to comb them back, forward and down, and then trim because I look like a gosh darn walrus <laughs> if I don't. I I, I and don't. And it goes down over my lip. I have no upper lip anyway, so it makes me look ridiculous. <laughs> Man, uh, <clears throat> I yeah. So I I this is like it it I can't when it gets. I, I can never stop touching my face anyway, but then when yeah, I get a beard yeah. and it starts getting longer, I can't, I, yeah. I just, I, my hands almost never leave my face, which is one of the things you're not supposed to be doing at all, all right now. 
and, and that brings me to that brings me to one of the things that has bothered me for years now about Chris D'Elia is he just goes with like the neck like he just it's like he doesn't do groom that. it at all. He just keeps he it like the up. same length all the time and it's all the way down his neck and it's, it's just like he takes his beard trimmer and he gets the the second not the so you have the beard trimmer uh-huh. and then you have you have the first guard, and then you have the second guard. Right. It's not a number two like you're trimming your hair. Right. It's it's the beard trimmer number two. Right. And he just trims with every day. He wakes up in the morning, and that's what he shaves with. Yeah. That's ridiculous. My neck itches just looking at him. Yes. Ugh, ugh, ugh. I can't stand that. That's driven me crazy. Um, another thing that drives me crazy is that um, he has, like, developed this cult following and it's a lot of it is uh young girls and stuff and he's got his fans calling him daddy and stuff like that all the time he really he yeah he has um he has in the last few years really gotten into working out and so he's in fantastic shape but he makes he makes sure everybody knows it if you follow him on social media Always posting pictures of him with his shirt off, always posing and flexing, and uh, and and he's pretending to do it as a joke, but it's not a joke. He's very proud of what it is, and if I was in shape like that, I would be too probably. But I still don't think I would okay. like. It's about him. It's about him doing something that I think he would make fun of other people for. One hundred percent. I feel. I feel a little uh, not anxiety, not jealousy. But there's something in there I feel right now because I do feel like when he posts those pictures, he's maybe not half, but he there is a part of him that's making fun of the picture that he's probably posting. Yes. Once again, <clears throat> I don't follow Chris Lee on the tweet box, but there's a reason I don't follow comedians because – I really don't want to know what their everyday life is like because <laughs> comedy is not what your everyday life is, right? Right. So I would rather listen to your comedy than listen to what you have to say about everyday life. So yeah. I'm not going to follow you on Twitter. Uh, so at the same time, I would hope a lot of that is, hey, look at me. I feel good about myself. I feel good about my body. He talks about it in the pod in, in the podcast. He talks about it in the special <laughs> mm-hmm. that he he's never had alcohol. Mm-hmm. He's never had a drug. So like you, he's never had a drug. Unlike you, he's never had alcohol. So you you're almost on his level. You're getting <laughs> close. You're close. Mitchell, be there. It's been a couple of years, I think, <laughs> since I've had. But yes, I have had before. Yes. Story ever? Can I tell you the best story? I, I may have. We I, did. Me and Bobby talk about this. Yeah, I think you told this story. Uh, I might have. All right. Well, in that case, we'll save it until to. Bobby comes on. Because Bobby's coming on now that we're in the one hundreds of episodes. <laughs> so we'll say that. Anyway, that's an alcohol story that I'm not getting into. But but I do feel like a guy like him would post if he feels good about himself. He would post goof. Be pictures making fun of the way he's posing, but at the same time, feel good about the way he looks. Yeah, 
He's doing it on purpose. He's making fun of it, but he's doing it on purpose so that you see how he looks because he looks fantastic. And he's sure. good he, for him. He if talked I look about that good. Good for him. Yeah, he called himself sexy on the on the on the show on the thing, and he said he talked about it. He, he he definitely feels himself. He definitely feels himself, and the, the he like developed his own language, like the way he he talked, like doing some of the voices, and he didn't even do it's like his voices. It's the voices. It's the voices, and he does this thing where he like uh, he takes parts of words out and like shortens it to try to make it funny. And when he first started doing it, it was kind of funny. And then he did it so much that it got old and kind of annoying to me. And so those two things are the big things that he that has like made me from a, a pretty big Chris D'Elia fan. That over the last few years, I've kind of like really kind of soured on him a little bit. But he's still I, I still take in his content and I still feel like he's he says funny things sometimes, but he just tries too hard sometimes, and he tries too hard to like have this. Almost like this, I don't know, I shouldn't say alter ego because maybe that's really just him being himself. But he's like turned himself, as he's gotten more and more famous, he's like developed this culture about the way he talks and about the way he talks to his fans and the way he, the what he posts and the way he posts stuff. Um, okay. Just the way he behaves all the time. So anyway, that has that has made me less a Chris D'Elia fan. But to talk specifically about this uh, special that just came out last week called No Pain – Titled because he talks about also the uh, most comedians uh, become comedians because they uh, get into comedy to deal with the pain that they have from, you know, uh, social or psychological or emotional baggage from things that happened to them in their childhood, traumatic things or or a broken family life or whatever. Um, those those are the things people, you know, use comedy as an escape from pain. And he said, that's not me. I had a great childhood. My parents were awesome. He said, life rips. That's like his big his big uh, tagline uh, yeah, right now. Life so, rips. Uh, my, my, sister had, my sister and brother-in-law each have a sweatshirt that says life rips. Yeah. I like the sentiment, but he like started saying that in one of his podcasts, I think, and then took off with it and just like did not like couldn't stop saying it forever. Like, okay, dude. It was funny for a minute, and now I love the sentiment. I love that he's like he is, you know, uh, he he's like trying to you know have this positive vibe about him, and I appreciate that. But man, like he overdoes. I feel like he's overdoing a lot of his his stuff, you know. So anyway, I, just just be funny with your with the jokes that you make, right? So right. Uh, but but anyway, so uh, for me overall, uh, I I. I liked it. I didn't love it, but I liked it. Um, and you know, I, I I really only laughed out loud a couple times. Um, one of the one of the things was he was talking about uh, like fashion and stuff. You know, guys shouldn't be doing certain things. And he said one of the things is the <laughs> one of the things was was, was the over the shoulder bag. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> And he said, "What are you carrying in there? Eggs or something?" And he said, "Whoa, not so close." Yeah, he's like, "Don't bump into me, bro." He's like, "He's like, these aren't hard boiled. We trying to make a scramble." And, and it uh, took him a while to get that out because yeah. he does laugh at himself a lot. Too much. He knows what's coming, 
and he giggles beforehand. And I think part of that has to do with the audience. Yeah. I think if he feels the audience, then then he knows what's about to happen. So I like Crystal Lee, man. I'm going to tell you right now, I know how you feel, and we've talked about this in the past, and a lot of it has to do with what you just went on that rant about. Right. It has to do with his tweet, his tweet box. And, Instagram and or, or, his, more than or, or, or his Snapgram or, or whatever it is. <laughs> but it's, 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 I'm telling you right now, I enjoyed this comedy special. I thought it was good. Um, I laughed quite a bit. There was a couple parts. I wish he wouldn't have done the, I'm a comedian. This is what happens as a comedian. I don't care about that. Yeah. As a comedian, and as a person that has to deal with that, don't try to get real with me about it. That's your job. Continue joking about it. And it's, don't be serious about it. Just be joke about it. I'm good if you joke about it. But don't all of a sudden get into a serious conversation about it. I hate that. I hate that more than anything in the middle of a comedian, in the middle of a comedy special. That's the one thing I didn't like about this special. <clears throat> However, I... I really enjoyed this. I thoroughly enjoyed it. I thought it was good. I thought I thought he was good. I said beforehand, his voice is getting on my nerves because he's got two of them. Yeah. And they're the same two voices, no matter if he's a girl or himself. He used, he had a conversation with a baby and himself. And when he described the conversation, it was the same voice for both people. It is what it is. Yeah. At the same time, I do think this dude is legit funny. He's a funny guy. This guy is good, and he does a good job. And he keeps things. He keeps things. Uh, he, he's. He. It's not just stupid funny. It's 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 good funny, and he tells good, good stories, and he brings things around. I, I, I like the special. I thought he did a good job. My real question is, you saw him in L.A. before this special was taped. Mm -hmm. You got to see him work on this material. Yes. Number one, I have two questions for you. Number one, was was it basically because what do they do on stage? Is it, is it 15, 20 minutes when he's there or did he have a longer set? Yeah, it's about 15 or 20 minutes. All right. All right. So that 15 or 20 minutes, was that all in this special? And two, was it as good or not as good as it was in the special? Okay. Uh, so number one, Everything I saw him do when he was working that stuff out uh, in the at the Hollywood Improv and the Comedy Store in L.A. in October, um, were, all of that stuff was in this special. At least from what I can remember, I think he may have like riffed on like some shirt he was wearing at the time or something like that. But um, but he yeah, he didn't have a, a shirt with like thirty random holes in it. Like he's yeah. in this. That's his. Special. That's his why style. Did have, why? Why did his shirt have a bunch of holes in? It? He. He that does. Is. Yeah, that's that's part of his style. He does the the tight pants and the big shirt. Tight pants, big shirt. He always always wears that. 
Um, but but yes. I hate tight pants, by the way. He did. We've had this conversation. <laughs> That's another thing that irritates me a little bit. <laughs> you do hate tight pants. Um, so much. <laughs> um, but yeah. If I want to wear my sister's pants, I ask her for her pants. <laughs> You're not fitting in them, pal. I'm sorry. It's not a. It's not necessarily a you thing. It's bologna sandwich. She's she's tiny and huh? And what am I? No, no, no. She's tiny. She's tiny. She's tiny, and you're a grown and you're a grown man. How about that? So, (laughs) so yes, all of the stuff that he, all of the stuff that he, uh, it's pretty good save, wasn't it? Uh, All the stuff that he. All the stuff that he uh, did when I saw him live, he did. um, So, so, and he, it was really just about word for word. He did the baby in the mall joke, which took a long time to to tell, but um, he did that really is like the first half of the special was, was his, was what he did uh, when I saw him live. Um, so it was, it was, it was, part of it was, it was hard because that was the third time I was hearing it and seeing it. So I was like, okay, I already know this, you know? Um, but I also appreciated because like I talked about last week when we were kind of previewing that is I, I, I thought it was so cool that, you know, cause comedians talk all the time about, you know, when you do a special, you go for months to, to clubs and you work this stuff out yeah. and improve it and get it better and better and better until it's just right so that you can, you know do it for, for a big thing like this. So, uh, but yeah, I mean, it was, it was, I guess either already, already developed at that time, you know, five months ago or whatever, when I saw, or it was, you know, just simple enough where, you know, he just, it was, and it was the first joke, right? I mean, that was, his it was first, early. Yeah. That was yeah. his first real story, real joke. So mm-hmm. it may have legit been his first thing he worked on. So, yeah. Yeah, um, but yeah, that part was cool. Um, so yeah, I, I I like that. Look, I I like that he has you know a pretty positive outlook on things uh, as far as as far as you know not being afraid. He looks a little bit like you. If you had long hair, uh, yeah, yours a little curlier. I feel he's, like you. I feel like you look a little bit alike. He's got a little. He's well. He's he's got like a skinny long face, and a, and a and a big nose which which fits me it's a different shaped nose than mine but it's it's we both have big noses and then he has the long skinny face the shape of his nose is closer to my big nose he's got more of a bird he, he's got more of a bird's beak really because uh, it kind of like, like goes me. down a little bit I, don't, I mean i feel like i feel like i've got more of that than yours yours is nowhere near as big as someone like me or delia's is you feel like it all the time and i hear you I, Try to compare your nose to mine. I hear it all the time. Well, no, I'm not. And I giggle. And I let you have it. Look. And I'm like, oh, sure, Adam, if you want to be here with me on this level, <laughs> come on up here. I'll let you be up here for a minute. But in all reality, you're never going to be on the, the, the Leah Witt level of big noses, right? Look. I mean, let's be honest. When we compare our noses, basically, my nose is tiny and you're a grown man. Now, um, what, what I was going to say though, is, is, uh, his, his, he does look more like a, a bird, but, um, well he, 
<laughs> no, I like his 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 positive outlook that he's not afraid to he doesn't feel that pressure that he needs to act like things were worse in his childhood and that's why he became a comedian. He says, "Look, and that's the way that I think either one of us if we became comedians, we would have to kind of admit to that too like, look, we're not really like, you know, escaping anything here. We just love comedy. Our parents oh, were no. awesome, <laughs> you know, like No, but don't worry. Hey, don't get me wrong. Don't get me wrong. If I was going to do a comedy set, Right now, today, uh-huh. uh, half of it would be based on my mom. And when I was well, 11 or younger, <laughs> and how I and how she treated me, and some of the stories. Sure. You may or may not know, but there's been quite a few stories of my mom. My mom was the greatest woman in the world to me. She couldn't have been better, but she beat the shit out of me. Oh, oh yeah. I just dropped it again. I apologize. <laughs> Look. But at the same time, I, oh, I had a great life. I had a great life. But I would definitely, definitely use some of those stories. Sure. We both we, we, we both definitely got our butts whooped. We we, we grew up when it yes. when people were yes. still spanking their kids yes. and that's what that's just the way it was. It's not like spanking. I feel like hitting is a better word. Yeah. Look, my mom had brass knuckles and if I if I said crap, <laughs> I would get punched in the face with brass knuckles, but Mine that's not was, no, I'm, just, I'm totally kidding. I wasn't supposed to touch my hand got hit. I was a big talk backer. If I talked back, my face got hit. Sure. And when I finally got to the point where I laughed at her when she did it, <laughs> then she just yelled my dad's name real loud, and I was really quiet. Yeah. I said another word again in my entire life. Yeah. My dad, to this day, uh, I never, <laughs> my, my dad growing up, not to this day, my dad growing up as a child never put his hands on me. But, but you were still scared to death of him. To death. My dad would not... We'd sit at the dinner table, and if I did something wrong, he wouldn't talk to me. Wouldn't look at me. Worse worse than my mom smacking me across <laughs> the face as hard as she possibly could. <laughs> we're throwing a social studies book uh, point blank, two feet away, as hard as she could at <laughs> Which happened. Love her so well, your 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 <laughs> your mom and your sister wear the same size jeans, so it couldn't have hurt that much because she can't <laughs> get that much. She can't get that much behind it. So anyway, um, <laughs> like I said, eventually I just started laughing. Right, <laughs> because she's tiny and you're a grown man. How many times are we going to talk about that? Anyway, um, <laughs> I like so I like I like that he he grew up in a pretty pretty good situation. She's got a grown man. <laughs> okay hey i'm not gonna let you talk about my aunt like that okay no look all right enough 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 back to christmas that's what i'm trying <laughs> no i i like that i like that he's mostly a positive guy he makes fun of stuff and he doesn't like you when people do stuff and all that guy you know everything but um but but he's a pretty mostly positive guy and he takes care of himself and i love that he's never had a drink and he's never had a drug or anything like that I love that part. That cool. Yes. Yeah. Cool. And, uh, um, you know, and I already talked about the things that kind of get on my nerves a little bit, but I don't hate the guy or anything like that. And I, like I said, I still take it. I still follow him on all those things and I still take in his, his comedy because it is still funny. Um, when he does 
you know, when he just says funny things, you know, when he's, when I feel like he's trying too hard or trying to do a thing, like trying to be like cool, sexy guy, comedy guy or something like that. I don't know how to describe it, but that's what it it just feels like an extra effort to go to do that. Um, that, you know, then it's kind of like, eh, okay, whatever. Um, but, but generally I like him, um, for this. So give me a number. Let's see. Let's hear. Let's break it down. What's your Haas, right? So your midway for Haas is two and a half. Where's he at on that line? I gave him a 3.2. Wow. A 3.2. That's better than I thought. That's better than I thought you were going to give him. Yeah. Yeah, I was looking at so, the uh, the, la- the last ones because I actually did look at this beforehand so I wouldn't have to look at everything at all the yeah. other scores that I gave people and compare while you stand there and watch me try to make a decision about something. It's so fun to watch you do it, though. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so 3.2, that's impressive. That's for you, for what you say, that is, that's a, that's a big. That's not bad, right? <laughs> Especially after listening to what you just had to say about him. I'm glad you didn't put your bias into what you thought his special was, because we've talked about this before about Chris D'Elia, is his specials are really good. And your bias towards him is basically a hundred percent based on the fact that you can't stand him on the tweet box or the Insta Snap. Or his podcast. Or the Snapgram or the podcast or whatever. It has nothing to do with his actual specials. So the it fact does that you some. Can still come out but you can still come out and give him a three point two. Mm-hmm. I'm impressed. That's good good on you. I appreciate that. Good on you. I appreciate that. Good on you. So your your score. I really enjoyed it, and I give it a three point four. So I'm not I'm not throwing it that much higher. But I mean, it was good. I laughed a lot. I mean, not as much as some, less than others. But and there (laughs) were some parts that got irritating. And that 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 little voice thing when he does his whiny voice, and I think part of that is because we are in the coronavirus and I'm sitting here with two four-year-olds and a six-year-old that are always in a whiny voice and the whiny voice irritates me to death and he did the whiny voice so much because that's what he does I think that might be part of the reason he didn't get closer to a four because that voice the whiny voice is the reason when I'm allowed to travel again. Uh-huh. I'll be gone for two weeks. <laughs> I'm not coming home. I love my kids. I love my wife. This has not been as bad as I always make it out to be for the for the coronavirus. You're joking about However, it. However, I will be gone for two weeks. I'm not coming home. <laughs> okay. Anyway, on that note, yeah. 3.4. It was good. It wasn't. It wasn't the greatest, but it was good. I don't know where I rank people. I don't go back and look it up where everybody else was, but yeah, just off the top of my head, 3.4. On that note, we have been doing. This is one of our longer podcasts. Yes, it is. So let's just let's just get straight into it. What is next week, guy? What is next week going to entail for us? Uh, as far as the whole podcast, uh, just the comedy part. Sure. No, everything. Oh, everything. Okay. Um, 
Uh, we'll probably talk a little bit more about uh, what's going on with us. If anything's if anything is new, if anything new comes out about information on the on the COVID nineteen stuff, um, or if anything happens to us in that, you know, we can. I uh, I'm, I'm I've twice now done click list at the grocery store. I've not gone in the last two weeks. I've not gone into the grocery store, but I have gotten an order three times. Okay, so uh, I, I've got some. Some some things uh, I'm trying to make it so that I'm Real not quick. around anybody. Yes. Real quick, before before uh, the coronavirus, when you went to Kroger's and you saw a grown man, you're 38 years old. Yes. 38 years old. Don't say that too in loud. In his car, in his car, in the click list spot. How did you look at him? Uh, I don't know. I just, I guess I didn't really care. I mean, I, I know a lot of people, a lot of people were doing it. I mean, I like, I personally know a lot of people that were doing that, but I just never, I just never tried it. I don't know. I just, I just, I was just like, so well, you I didn't would have a care for that guy. You didn't go, <laughs> Lazy bastard. No, I mean, or anything like that. I, I may maybe at, when it for, when people very 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 first started doing that when that was first uh, first option, I was like maybe I kind of thought that, but after a while, after a lot of people started doing it, and I under, I, I could start understanding like a lot of people with kids and stuff that it's a it's a kind of a chore to go to the grocery store. I, I could understand a little bit more. For me, it was just easier to go in, and I would rather pick out my own stuff. I mean, we've talked about this I before. Love I love that you just try to make things like so good for everybody. Like I love you and I love you and I want you to be <laughs> happy and I want you to be happy. I didn't... Here's the deal. I have picked up a click list because my wife put in a click list and I have looked next to me in the spot and looked at this dude and been like, bruh. Go get your click. Go go in this shop, man. Don't do this. What are you doing? You're wasting. Man, you're wasting valuable time. Go go in this shop like a grown ass man. Because if I had my druthers, I would be inside the store, up and down every single aisle, hellowing everyone, shaking hands, <laughs> hugging, doing all my things that I do in the grocery store on an everyday basis. So if it wasn't for my wife. I would be looking at everybody next to me going, Ugh. and now, now, if you're not in the click list, everybody thinks you are effing crazy. Yeah, because you are. If you're still going into the grocery store and you don't have to, although there are people that are waiting three hours to get in the line right, to get their click to, list. Go though. to Delhi, go to Warsaw. It's all the same, man. Find you a different Kroger's. Yeah. <clears throat> drive five minutes five minutes out of your way to wait an hour less yeah all right if you're I, gonna do it drive five minutes out of your way wait an hour less and get every item that you wanted yeah get except for except for any paper products and most food but um <laughs> but the, but the thing meats, is dude i went to uh, forget me i went to i i humber meats oh if you're in cincinnati if you're a cincinnati person humber meats Get on, get online. They will make you a box just for you, 
forget the meat, going to the meat, picking your meat out because I'm big on that. If I'm going to Kroger, I like looking at every, every, every cut, making sure I get the pork I want, the chicken I want, everything like that. If I were to go to Humbert's, I trust the people that cut the meat at Humbert's. I don't need to see it. You just give me what you're doing. You're a professional butcher. I trust you. Okay. I got I got a box filled with all kinds of deliciousness <laughs> the other day. So you so I don't have to count on dingling uh, a twelve year old to pick out my meat <laughs> at Kroger's. I got yeah. a grown man professional to do it and cut it at Humbert's. Very nice. Very nice. That's a that's a good idea. If they if those like smaller butcher shops offer where you can like order online or, or call your order in or something like that and they have it ready for you and you can just go in there. I'm even getting nervous though about It took a week. It took a week? Yeah. Okay. It was a week, but so, they got it done. So that's the that's the trade off then. I mean right now you're gonna trade off uh, a little waiting for some things because a lot because everybody's trying to uh, most people are are trying to stay out of any crowds and stay away from as many people as they can. Um, so yeah, that's that's a good thing. That's a good thing. We they've got all that stuff offered. I'm ordering more food and having it delivered. I'm putting a you can put a little note on there. I'm putting I got this little table. I put it out on my front porch and I just leave a note on the order that says leave the leave the food on the table. They drop it off, put it on the table. I don't even have to see you yes. on my porch. Uh, I just get a message when it's there and I look out oh, the window. So, so what's your number one go-to delivery service right now? Number one go-to delivery service. Uh, it is uh, uh, Rubble, DoorDash. 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 DoorDash, okay. Uh, what's the number one thing that you're getting from DoorDash? There's, there's gotta be a restaurant that you're like number one. Well, I, I, I've ordered pizza more often than anything else. Um, but I, today was the second time that I, I ordered from I Keystone. Today was the second time I got Keystone. What's Keystone? Keystone Bar and Grill. Uh, there's one in Northern Kentucky. There's one in Clifton. Uh, and there's one in Montgomery maybe or something like that. Uh, they, they specialize in mac and cheese dishes. And so I, I've only ever gotten one thing from there. It's called the BB King, which is macaroni and cheese with uh, shredded chicken and barbecue. It's barbecue chicken and macaroni and cheese mixed together. And it's one of the, one of the most delicious things I've ever had in my whole entire life. It's, that sounds so good. It's super filling. Like it doesn't look like a lot of food when you get it, but I, I could eat half of it and be stuffed. And because it, it's so filling and they give you and it ends up being a lot and uh, it's expensive. But um, I just have I gotten those cravings. That's good for you, man. That's I'm gonna, that one of the biggest things for me during this time period is I love cooking. Like I said, I love cooking. Uh, I ordered from Humbert's. I've got all different cuts of meat, pork, chicken, or I'm sorry, beef, pork, hmm. chicken. All good stuff. In the end, DoorDash has got me hooked up with Chipotle <laughs> like all day long with, with free delivery. I hook my I hook my guy up. 
the other day I had all my uh, my my beard was in all different uh, rubber bands <laughs> yesterday, and I didn't even think about it. Uh, but uh, ordered some Chipotle on DoorDash, and old boy came up, opened the door. Hmm, what am I gonna do? You know, it is what it is. And he said. <laughs> My wife and daughter just did that to me yesterday. Very nice. So great. Man. So great. Made me feel good and uh, had me a paleo bowl. Okay. From, uh, from, from Chipotle. So what's stopping you from having them just drop the food off on your porch so that you don't have to come in contact with them? Uh, nothing because uh, Papa John's... We've had Papa John's a few times. They do the non-contact delivery. Pizza family, and they do the non-contact. They they come up, they ring the doorbell, and they they're when you come to the door, they've already just dropped it. It's it's not even dropped. It's just sitting in the bag. Yeah. You got to take it out of the bag. Yeah. And then they're just standing behind there, and uh, no, they're, they're, I. There's nothing that's got me to say put it on a chair or a couch or a table or anything outside of my door. I just, I don't know, man. I just, I just don't have that out there. I just don't think about, I don't think about that. So even though you know you have to, to keep social distancing, even from like your family and stuff when they come over, you don't think, well, this is a guy I don't know at all. I have no idea where he's been, how many people he's been around, who, who he's been around or where he's and he's going to come to my door and I'm just going to exchange. I'm just going to be right here with him and I'm going to, he's going to hand me a bag of stuff. And that's, that's not on your mind. Tell me, tell me this. What's the difference between, <laughs> what's the difference between that guy walking up to your door, you coming to the door, him handing you the food from, I mean, when, when, when a guy, when the delivery guy hands me food, I mean, I might be five to six feet away, four or five, six feet away from him. It's not like I'm mm. up in his grill, like licking his face or anything like that. Like he's staying away from me as much as I'm staying away from him. And he's handing me my food. We're both arms reach apart. So how big of a difference is that compared to the same person still handling the food? Just leaving it on a table. Uh, just, just uh, breathing out, breathing. Okay. Basically, okay. I'll give you that. I'll give you that. Yeah, because the six feet—that's the whole deal—is the that's, six feet and the breathing out. So that's the biggest. That's the biggest that way do, to spread. Can I tell you what I do? So we have a, a hospital grade. Um, what do you call that? Uh, what do you call that stuff you put on your hands? Sanitizer. Hand sanitizer. Yeah. yeah. So <clears throat> it's like. 99% alcohol, I feel like. So, I don't do one squirt, I do two. And every time I leave somewhere or somebody comes up to me, I do two squirts, wipe my hands down. My hands are sopping wet from this. And I immediately wipe my inside of my nostrils around my mouth, on my beard. <laughs> my wife's like, what are you doing? And I'm like, <laughs> I'm, you know, just trying to kill this thing, dude. I'm just trying to kill this corona. <clears throat> I got you. I got you. I was just wondering. I was just curious. That's it. No, no. I have no, I have no if, 
fans or butts about why I do it. It's just, once again, I, I need every little bit of personal interaction. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I need... feel bad because I feel like sometimes it's, it sucks. I told my wife the other day, it sucks because sometimes you do something and I don't, I don't think it's wrong. But I feel like if someone drove by at the moment I did it, they would look at me with a crooked eye. And then I feel like, well, if somebody's looking at me like that, then it must be wrong to do. <laughs> but I'm taking precautions. I've got sanitizer and disinfectant and everything else going on. But somebody drives by and looks at me. Now I'm like, oh. Was I a hundred percent healthy right now? <laughs> Look, probably not, but there are you you can see that like all the time. I mean, there aren't I, I don't know that there are a lot of people that are moving in the direction that I'm moving because I'm a psychopath about stuff like that. So I, I think I, I think there I'm a little bit more of an outlier in that I think people are a little yeah. more not they're not quite as worried. It's not they're they're staying away from people. They're using hand sanitizer and washing their hands. But it, not it, everybody's Howie Mandel like you. Right, that's what I mean. Um, but but like then in my but to me like I'm trying to even more avoid any interaction with. Um, you know, with a delivery person or a person in a store or anything like, like I talked, I had a conversation with my sister yesterday about there's a, there's a small business, a small family owned restaurant that we love in Shiviet, uh, that we used to go to all the time. And we want to support that because we don't want it to go away. Um, but I, so they're I think they're just now on DoorDash, but the couple times that I've played, you can completely place an order. And when you go to hit submit, it says your order cannot be placed at the time that you're requesting it or something like that. So maybe I was too close to the, maybe they were really busy. I was too close to the end of the day or something, but there's maybe they're not quite set up completely yet for that. So I think I'm still stuck if I want to go there and help those people and because they know us by name and they're like, we're kind of, you know, we're regular sure. enough there that they, you know, act like they know us and stuff. It, like, you know, we want to help them out. But I still have to go there and go in the place. You know what I mean? And they have they. Listen. they... Hey, listen. The the going. That's one thing that like. This is a difference between us. Is mm -hmm. to this point in time, I still I still want to go. I had sure. a mask on today. You know how hard that was for me. <laughs> I'm sure. Can I tell you how hard that was for me? I had a mask on today. I, I went to a restaurant that we go to quite a few Wednesdays because it's wing night, and that's what we do on Wild Mike Wednesdays. I, it, well, I didn't even go in. You just walk up to a window, but you, you just get this feeling like you have to do that, and that's hard for someone like me. It's hard for mm -hmm. someone like me. However... We also go to a place called Chandler's, and the only way to get food from Chandler's is to go in and mm -hmm. pick it up. Yep. They do a very good job about making sure people are spread out, don't sit down, They're, they don't have any chairs out at any of the old tables around the bar, but but you still go in, and if it's not ready, you got to stand inside or go out back outside, walk by everybody, but... 
listen, it is what it is. I still, we still go there once or twice a week. You, it, it, it's hard for places like that to do the DoorDash, to do the uh, Grubhub, because it costs them money. Okay? Yeah. Right? So, I don't mind going in. It doesn't bother me one bit. It don't bother me to drive through a drive through to walk inside. As long as I feel like I'm doing the right thing, I'm good. Now, if you come walking up to me, coughing, breathing within my grill, I also don't have any problem telling you back the heck up <laughs> from me. And no problem with that. Like I said, my boy was my boy today was was playing basketball outside with me and, and my nephew came over and they're playing basketball and they wanted to play more than horse. They wanted to play basketball against each other. And the whole time, the whole time they were playing, I was staring at them saying, back up, back up, back up, back up, back up. You got to because kids don't understand it. We do. Yeah. But I feel like I put that in my everyday life. Even if I got to go inside somewhere, I'm away from everybody. I'm not touching stuff. I've got the hand sanitizer in the car so I can pick up my food, walk directly to my car, put the food down, wash the old, wash the old uh, skinners, and uh, you know, take off back home. Do what you got to do, man. It's tough. It is hard. But it's also hard not to do your everyday life things. I don't know how to describe it. I don't know how to describe it because I feel like you've got it differently than me. Not only because of who you are as a person, <laughs> but your sister, my cousin, are, was 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 diagnosed with not diagnosed, but was tested positive. Mm -hmm. So. It's closer. Once it hits you, there's a lot of people that are like, ah, this ain't nothing, this ain't nothing, and then boom, it hits you, right? Yeah. Uh, Carl Anthony Towns, it couldn't hit you any any harder than what it hit him. His mom actually died. His dad was on a ventilator for a week and came off. Like it, Until it hits certain people, there are certain people that until it hits them, they, they are not going to even think about this. But hit you a little different. Yeah. At the same time, you're also that <laughs> person that it really doesn't matter. That that that's true. It, it is. It's so hard because to me, I think, how can you still be confused about this? How can you not be just taking every precaution possible? It doesn't make sense for me for it to not for it to not make sense to other people, but. I'm I'm looking at it through my through my prism of of, of thought. Like I, I'm looking at it through my thing. I, I I can't I can't look at it through somebody else's perspective because if you know for you know other people there are other people that are extreme on the other end. Like they're just disgusting people all the time, and they just there's weird people out there protesting this yeah. every day in our state. They're out front in Columbus. In Frankfort, Kentucky, out front of the governor's protesting, you can hear him while he's doing his speeches. Mm, a little too far. Yeah. Yeah. Am uh, I wrong? 
Yeah, there are people that are that are uh, like blocking nurses from like going into their jobs and stuff because they're protesting and at hospitals and stuff like that. Like, I, what? How? That's as irritating I, as it gets. That's, that's I, I I hope you get COVID nineteen and die from it if you're doing that because that, that's. <laughs> Normally, no. at this point in time, I would say, ooh, a little too far. <laughs> nah, screw it. I don't even care anymore. It is what it is. Somebody, two, after 2 a.m., it doesn't no matter. Vaccine. There, there, there's no vaccine. Our testing is limited, not because the testing isn't out there, but because the pieces that go into testing aren't out there. There's, there's all kinds of things that go into it. Let's just be smart. If, 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 if the governors and the government and 182 other countries have this same issue, let's all be smart, all right? It, it, this is not a conspiracy right. against anybody. I voted right. for Donald Trump. Okay. okay. I'm gonna, I'll, I'll tell you the truth. I voted for Donald Trump. Uh, in 2000, what was it, 16? 16. I don't even know what year it was anymore. This is not a conspiracy. No. All right, y'all? This is not trying to get old boy out. This is, it's not China against the United States. If anything, it's it's, it's somebody against the entire world. It's 182 countries this is in. All right, so it's not just the United States. So everybody, get your mind around the whole world because I feel like there's so many people that have small-minded this, and I am not somebody that likes not hugging people, not (laughs) shaking hands. I can't tell you enough about how much that irritates me, but at the same time, bruh, I've said bruh like five times in this podcast, <laughs> but that's how serious I am about like, like I don't, I'm not a serious person, but you, you, it, there, there's a lot of people that feel it's a conspiracy, feel it's political. It's not. You understand. You, you you understand, even though you would love to be able to go in freely to any place you want and be able to go back and do your job and travel a little bit and and shake hands and hug people and as much as you would love to do that and there are a lot of people in your same boat it you're smart enough to understand that this is a real thing going on and there's all of the it's not just governments it's way more importantly than that it's scientists and doctors are the most important yeah, people here exactly. in the whole thing all of those people are agreeing that this is the th- these are the things we need to do to to, to try to to try to keep the number of people that are going to die from this, which is going to be way more than it even already has been, it's going to be way more people, to, to limit the number of people that that happens to and to limit the number of families that deal with losing people from this thing, That's these are the things that we have to do. And, and most people like you and most people that are very outgoing and would love to just get back to the normal thing and, and be around each other, you're smart enough to understand that when these people who do this professionally and are trained and know what they're talking about, yeah. even though nobody really knows what we're talking about because it's a new thing, but those are the people exactly. that are those are the people that are studying it and that have the best knowledge of it. 
That's why I feel like Dr. Dr. Fauci is the guy that I want to be the next president. <laughs> I, I love this guy, Fauci. He's my favorite person in the world. He doesn't care who you are, what political party you are. He's just going to tell you what it is, how it is. If you can possibly find Steph Curry and, and Will Smith, and and there's like there's like 50 different Dr. Fauci interviews with all different uh, political sides, all right? Yeah. Not, like, it's not just Democrat or Republican or Independent or anything. He's everywhere. Listen to this cat, dude. He, he doesn't know what he's talking about, but he's got the best idea. <laughs> Of what he's talking about. Can right. I? Uh, does that not make sense? So, people in this world, if I can tell you one thing right now, it's it's serious, right? And it's gonna hit you at some point in time. You're gonna know somebody that has got this. Everybody is gonna know at least one person, if not five to ten people, that have it. And eventually we're going to come down to where they're going to do testing on almost everybody to see if they've had it. And then you're going to find out, you know, 13 to 50 people that have had it because most of them don't know. That's the big thing right now. Y'all, if you, if you are not sick and you don't feel bad and you just automatically think nothing's going to happen to you, please realize how important this is. I am not an advocate of any kind of political nation or scientific anything, just facts. It spreads five to nine times faster than the flu. Five to nine times faster than the flu. I'll say it one more time. Five to nine times faster than the flu. So minimum seven. of five, minimum of five times faster than the flu. So if I have the flu and I see a hundred people and I give it to ten people, this will give it to fifty. That's at a minimum. Yeah. That is the to me, that's the thing that gets me. It's not. It's it. It's not the fact that oh, so many people die from the flu. Oh, so many people die from this. So many people die from this. And that's where you're getting these people that are uh, getting so into stuff I didn't want to talk about in this <laughs> podcast. But it, it's important. It's important, right? So these people. So, 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 I don't even know what I was saying, but. Um, can't remember what I was even talking about to start with because I'm so irritated with myself <laughs> to get so deep. I don't like getting into stuff like that. That's not me. I don't like doing that. So what? That's what we're here for. You're right. It's important to understand that it's not the flu. It's not SARS. It's not the Spanish flu. It's its, its own thing. The biggest part is We don't have a cure. We don't have a vaccine. There are people out there. Uh, Adam, you're going to get me. You're going to get me here. 
you're going to get me here. There are people out there that if they get this, they are not going to survive. Sure. Because of underlying conditions. I, uh, if certain people in your life, in your family, get this, they're not going to survive. It's not about you getting sick. Right. I talk about it all the time, brother. I am fearless when it comes to germs. Yeah. I I ate I've got ice off the floor in Rundum <laughs> Studios today and put it back in my cup and drank out of it. Mm -hmm. However, there are people who in your life have not your life particular, but just your life people that are listening. Right. That have uh, COPD, that have, if you're any kind of smoker, you've got some form of COPD, that have any kind of, um, uh, uh, of, of, of heart disease, of lung disease, of anything. That stuff is so prevalent in this country at this point in time, especially with the obesity and everything going on in this country. It is so prevalent. Yeah. And can spike at any moment in time. Just don't be stupid. Just don't be stupid. Like, I do, do your life. Do your thing. Just don't be stupid. That's all I got. That's very well said. That's, it's as simple as that. Just, just stay away from people for a little bit. It's not forever. Just, just deal with it for a little bit. Stay it's out of a blip on the radar, brother. It's a blip yes, on the radar. Exactly. It's so small. Deal with it and do in, your in, in do five your part. Years, we're gonna be like, dude, there was like two months. What was that? Yeah. Two months is nothing. Even if it's what, what even if it's doing, six months. What were you doing in 1997 in in March in March in in March and April in 1997? You have no idea. Sure, I do. I was watching the uh, Bulls start the playoff. <laughs> Start their playoff run to their fifth championship. I mean, <laughs> uh, no, yeah, you're right, and that's uh, it. It, it seems it seems pretty simple. Even if you're like we already talked about, even if you're like you and and you're outgoing and you like to be around people and and uh, you know, uh, uh, you know, just just you like to spend time around people and and be in relationship with people and communicate and everything uh it, it's you just have to do it differently for a little while and then it's going to be fine um so uh it, you know just deal with it just deal with it and then it'll go faster uh but we got another month of this brother i know so, we do i know we do we can <laughs> we can uh we can talk about it every week is, doesn't matter the best part is we got another month of the last dance to go with it Absolutely. Absolutely. So Next excited. Week is Dennis Rodman and God knows what else, but it's at least Dennis Rodman. It is. And Dennis Rodman is not going to be our comedy special. Um, it, oh, it, it could, it, it could be a number of, it could be a number of people. Um, there, there aren't give a lot some, of, I'll, I'll pick, I'll pick. I'm in the mindset to make the decision. Give me three. I'll pick. Uh, one I'm going to say is, uh, it's, it's all the way back from 2011, but it's called elephant in the room and it's Patrice O'Neill. 
I it's maybe one of my favorite. I shouldn't say that ahead of time, but I, I just I love everything hey, I've seen hey, from hey, hey, for, from Patrice O'Neill is I've I've re- I thought was really really funny. I um, like big people that can make fun of themselves, so I'm good with that. <laughs> that one, uh, uh, Roy Wood Jr. is another guy I was I was thinking about. I uh, really like him. Um, he, he's he's becoming a lot bigger now in the last couple of years here. He did a special called Father Figure, I think it was, in 2017. Um, and Kevin Nealon is a guy. He's been around, obviously, for a really long time. He was on the cast of Saturday Night Live with the in the Sandler, Farley, Spade days. Um, probably overlooked because of those other guys on there, but every bit is funny, I think. Um, and in some cases, more so, probably. But um, he has a few specials now these aren't all specials that are on netflix so i think i know for sure elephant in the room patrice o'neill that one's on youtube and i think we can i think you can find these other ones on youtube as well so what, we, what, what's what's up was it roy o'neill patrice patrice o'neill no what's the second one then roy wood jr wood Wood. I'm trying to figure out who this dude is. Yeah, kind of like what you sell. I need, to, you know? I need to. I need to look at him. I need to look at him. Roy. Roy Wood Jr. Oh, there he is. Roy Wood Jr. Let's see. Oh, no, no, no. I've seen this dude before. Yeah, he looks yeah. good. I think he's um, a good. He's a good joke teller. You know what? You have, I mean, you have some other ones on Netflix too. They're, you know, nope. not recent, nope. but. What was Roy Wood Jr. on? I think, so, I think his last actual special, maybe his only special, I think it was called Father Figure, and I want to say, it's been a while now, but I think, uh, I think I've seen it on YouTube, I hope, maybe not. Um, I might have to. Uh, Amazon looks like it's on Amazon. Is it on Amazon? Do you have to buy it though? Yeah, Father Figure, uh, Amazon.com. You got the Prime. Go to go to your Amazon Prime. Uh, let's see. Uh, go unlimited. Try now. I I am unlimited. I'm feeling like it's probably one that you have to buy, but I'm looking right now. Um, but anyway, the other one was uh, Kevin Nealon, and I don't, I don't think he's on Netflix either. But I guarantee he's on because he's I'm got. Not, listen, let me tell you something about Kevin Nealon. Yeah. I like Kevin Nealon. Not my favorite. No, like, I, I've never seen his stand up. You know what? Screw it, Kevin Neal. What's it called? You want to try it? Well, he's got a few yeah. of them. Um, the most yeah. recent one. Give one you want to do. All right, the most recent one is called Whelmed, but not overly. Okay. Whelmed, but not overly. Whelmed, but not, not overly. overly and, and we will, uh, if it's if it's a thing where we can't find it on a free platform, then maybe we'll just. Uh, pick somebody else, and then uh, and let everybody know about what we pick next week. But 
here's the deal. Tonight, when I get off of here, because it is late, my brother, <laughs> I yeah. will, uh, I'm going to tell you if I can find it, and if we can't, we will both throw it out on the tweet box uh, and on the face two and let y'all know if there's something uh, different that we're going to do. Yep, that's a good uh, Deal? idea. Yep, absolutely. And in that All case, right. I think you're gonna have to uh, you're gonna have to take it then. End this yeah. thing. So on 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 that note, uh, Kevin Nealon, whelmed but not overly, will be the next special. We appreciate everybody that listens, especially if you've made it this far. I feel like I should. I, I feel like you are first in line for a kiss. <laughs> if you've made it this far in this week's podcast, podcast 101, congratulations, and don't forget to turn your headlights on.